Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is your stalwart senior editor, Sam Dillon, and I am here to introduce for you a very special set of recordings, the World Tree Burns podcast. Yes, it is the official recording of the World Tree Burns game, hosted by GM Dan Dillon, friend of the Tome Show. And this recording is presented to you in conjunction with Cobalt Press, of course, and also with Encounter Roleplay. Ah! Hey, it's me, Snurg! I don't really like Noble Knights that much, but NobleKnight.com is okay by me. You know why? They got tons of products for me where I can just be hiding in dungeons and stuff like that. Also, it's it's really, really cool. I get to find all these bestiaries that I can fill my dungeon with and all kinds of goblin miniatures. So check out Noble Knight. They'll even buy old gaming products that you aren't using anymore, and they're awesome. NobleKnight.com. Make sure you tell them the Tome Show sent you. There are a lot of subscription services out there that deliver things right to your door these days. Veggies, movies, meat, pet toys, artisanal jams, collectibles, RPGs, pictures of cool places, music, butter, dice. Wait, what? There is literally only one thing on that list that would make my life complete. A monthly subscription service for dice? Dice Envy has subscription services for dice. They send you a unique set every single month right to your house. Go check out their subscriptions. Or if you just want to go buy some of their unique and interesting dice, head over to DiceEnvy.com and let them know that the Tome Show sent you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Encounter Roleplay. My name is Will. I'm a D&D sex icon, and I'm back today with the World Tree Burns. Uh, the world's most morally grey D&D campaign on Twitch. Stop it! Uh, we're back today with the full cast and crew of players here for yet another fun-filled episode of Shenanigans. Uh, so let's go around the crew, let's figure out who we are and who we're playing. Let's start with our Dungeon Master, Dan Dillon. How's it going, Dan? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, so I am Dan Dillon, as previously mentioned, and I shall be your Dungeon Master for this evening and all the wacky shenanigans that these, uh, these grey-hearted fiends get up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also have with us tonight, McLoken. How's it going, buddy? Hey. Uh, hi. I'm doing great today. Uh, my name is McLoken. I'm playing uh, Cloak, who is a morally great uh, Neheim gnome, uh, who's going to make some great decisions. Maybe set some shit on fire for the yep. Horde. <laughs> oh, amazing. Uh, speaking of the Horde, we have Lorlani with us tonight. See, how's it going? Yes. Uh, I am for the Horde, for the Horde, that's it, for the War Chief specifically, um, but uh, today I'm going to be playing Kari, the Shadow Fey Cleric of the Cat Domain, and we have just dealt with the dragon, I'm really excited, and there's nothing morally gray, there's no- STOP MAKING THAT SHITTY JOKE! I hate you guys, the worst friends. Blizzard said it, not us, we didn't- d- We're just memeing the shit out of it. Yep. Everything, you Release know- up. D&D Esports, coming at you next. <laughs> Activision Blizzard are all over that shit. Uh, we also have Josh <laughs> with us tonight. Josh, how's it going, my friend? It's good. I feel like I've just come out of a very dark, grim, sort of gritty uh, storyline where, you know, very bad people. But luckily, this is morally grey and not the same, uh, more of the same. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for that. My name 
uh, is Joshua will be playing um, Kane. Uh, he's a Dampier Ranger, and uh, well, I'm, I'm also about to be finding out quite a lot of details because I wasn't here uh, in the last episode. It's been like three weeks since World Tree Plans for me, so stop talking about me and get on with it, Will. All right, <laughs> happily. Uh, we have Tolskull with us tonight. Tolskull, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. I am back from Gen Con. It was an awesome, awesome time. And uh, looking forward to some World Tree Burns. I don't know nothing of this because I haven't played the quest line yet. So no spoilers. But uh, I'm looking forward to see how the hometown of my character that I played from Vanilla gets burned by someone who has morally gray motivations. And uh, uh, on that here, I am going we're, to be crossing uh, some streams here. Playing, I, will be, <laughs> I will be playing Glaz. Glazerson, who is a Trollkin Geomancer wizard. Who uh, was very excited that he got to play with some ley lines and use some different ley magics. And now, look, these are the very interesting creatures who are looking at us who probably want to kill my good friend, Kari. So we will see how this goes down. Absolutely. As for my part, I'll be playing Riodan, the Dampier Ranger, uh, who's here today to uh, try and keep his friends alive, as he did last time with the dragon fight. Uh, he's likened himself to a dragon. Um, and that perception of himself was only emboldened by the dragon uh, escaping and managing to survive to live yet another day as Riordan did all those years ago uh, back at his hometown. Uh, but before I remind you guys, uh, or Dan reminds you guys, of the intricate morally grey uh, decision making that we've been making throughout the course of this campaign, uh, I will uh, remind you guys, of course, that we are sponsored today by perhaps the most multicolored, multi-shaded uh, decision makers of them all. Fantasy Crowns, where you can make your own uh, oh, stop. Uh, go <laughs> play virtual tabletops on fantasycrowns.com. You can try out the free demo version over there, or you can start their licenses start at just $4. Uh, Fantasy Crowns is awesome, and all of our roles and maps are from there, using the Cobalt Press packs. Of course, we're here today because of Cobalt Press, uh, and the Midgard World Campaign materials. If you want to burn your own world's trees, you can do so. At koboldpress.com, uh, the Midgard materials are fantastic. We're playing in the Midgard world right now, so if you have questions about the new races, subclasses, and stuff, then uh, just feel free to ask in chat. Uh, and keep an eye on the YouTube channel, actually, because there'll be a lot of information uh, on youtube.com forward slash encounter roleplay coming out about Midgard in the next few weeks. Uh, also, uh, waylandgames.co.uk is a go-to destination for all of your other role-playing and board game and wargaming needs. They sell so much stuff over there, uh, which is nerdy and geeky, so you should definitely go and check it out. They've got some fantastic lines of models, miniatures, board games over there for you to peruse and consume. Uh, of course, you guys can interact with today's show. And follow the show yet? No worries. Hit the follow button and join us. We'll hit 20 followers, in fact, 30 followers, and uh, 20 retweets on this tweet. You guys get to decide something which happens next in our campaign. And, of course, donate to affect the game as well by giving players nat 1s, nat 20s, wild magic surges, and worse. But I will hand over to my good friend Dan Dillon to remind us about what happened last week on the show. Yes, indeed. All right. So last time that we played, the party had found themselves face to face with a flame dragon and its minions. Uh, so they concocted a plan to sneak up on it as none of them had noticed their presence just yet. And we're going to use the massive brown bear uh, known affectionately as Fluff and Stuff that had been charmed by Cloak. Uh, to uh, sort of use it as a, as a shock troop and a little bit of a distraction. Send him in through the front with uh, with uh, Kane 
with some archery support, and that would draw the dragon and defender's attention, and then they would attack from the flank. Um, they had discovered that there were some traps leading up to that front door to the forge, and their plan was to trigger those uh, so the bear could move through the hallway without, uh, without any trouble. What they didn't foresee is that in addition to firing some darts out of the walls, those pressure plates also opened the front doors as a sort of alarm system, and that gave away any surprise they might have achieved. So a bloody, ruthless, cinder and char-filled battle uh, <laughs> ensued, with uh, unfortunately our, our stalwart bear companion taking the vast brunt of the dragon's terrible assault and perishing in battle. Uh, and it was very, very close for a number of our heroes as uh, several people were reduced to dying during the battle. But the interventions of Morena and uh, the potions that uh, their companions carried got everyone back into the fight. And uh, Cloak was able to deal the final blow that sent the dragon diving itself back into a strange portal that seemed to lead to the elemental plane of fire. As a result, uh, our heroes rescued the lost uh, dwarven metalsmith, Paula Everforge, uh, whose family used to uh, live and work in those halls, and she had some knowledge of it, which is why she was taken in the first place. She closed the portal permanently and condensed it down into a little uh, torch-sized blue flame that she collected in one of the iron torches that were burning in the front hallway, which our heroes now carry with them. And uh, why don't we refresh on who was carrying that that strange blue torch? Do we remember? I believe it was Glass oh, because he was. Glass, yeah. Glass, yeah. Glass. Yeah. Yes, Glass. Okay. Yeah. I think it was, was Glass. something magical. So, he was using it yeah. as a spark. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll just uh, just a, yeah. a, a quick a quick refresher on that. While it acts much like a continual flame and that it requires no fuel source and apparently burns perpetually, it does uh, output heat. So it is actually a fire, not merely light that looks like a fire. So you do have to treat it as an actual torch. Uh, so you can't just drop it in your backpack. That would be ill-advised. So you're carrying that. You know that it is uh, it, it is um, powerful magic, but also quite dormant, if that makes sense. Uh, so there is a great deal of uh, magical potential there that seems to be sort of folded in on itself and uh, and asleep. For the for lack of a better word, and uh, I believe Paula Everforge referred to it once as the heart of flame. And she was incredibly reluctant to allow it to stay in the halls uh, and wanted nothing more to do with it. And in fact, implored you to take it. So if anyone else were to try this sort of thing, they wouldn't be able to just walk in, grab her again and force her to to use her knowledge of her family's history to activate it. And so uh, you found yourselves traveling through the dense primordial Margrave forest toward the south and back towards Zobek and home. Uh, roughly halfway uh, on the journey, as you were uh, wearied and uh, somewhat exhausted and, and starting to think about camping for the night, uh, you found yourselves encountering a strange sound, this sort of wailing, plaintive, almost a fluting sound. Uh, reaching through the forest, something that was familiar and comforting to Kari. As such, she went to investigate and sort of dragged the rest of you along with her, uh, somewhat against objections, if I recall, and you found yourselves in a broad glade near a stream where you saw a shadow fey noble pierced full of arrows lying dead face down in the moss. Next to him was a creature 
that uh, appeared to be an undead horse or even an undead unicorn. Its skin is gray or black and pulled tight against its bones and, and muscles and flesh, and it's all sunken and shriveled. And it was very much alive or animate and was sort of uh, laying slash kneeling nearby the corpse of this shadow fae. Uh, it had uh, tack They're called harness. Shadow uh, it, it, no. Yes, it's called a it's called a shadhavar. Yep. Ah, I was close. Uh, and it, yep, and it has a uh, a horn sprouting from its skull. That uh, imagine if a unicorn horn were made of wood and termites had gotten at it. There were bits of it that seemed to either have maybe rotted away, or imagine if it was ice and sort of eroded these strange kind of passageways and missing bits to the horn. And as it tossed its head, uh, it whinnied or whined and it blew air through the horn and that's what was causing that strange sound that uh, so drew Kari to this place. And in that moment, you all realized you were surrounded. There were figures in the brush that seemed to be uh, have the upper torso of elves, elven men and women, and then from the waist down, the lower torso of deers. Um, they do not seem to be wearing much in the way of uh, clothing. A few of them have uh, some leather bits on their arms. Um, they're all wielding bows, pointing arrows at you, and you can see from under their hair these antlers sprout, some of them larger than others. And that is where we left off with uh, one of the female... Uh, creatures sort of leaning close to Kari and asking if she gets to kill this one as well. And there you find yourselves. Just a quick mechanical question. Um, sure. We leveled, correct? You did, yes. But we everyone have not is had a long three. rest. You have not yet taken a long rest. So you gain your new hit dice, uh, your new hit points from them. You gain all of your class features, including new spell slots. Those are available, but you do not regain any expended spell slots, and you can't prepare new spells yet. Yep. Thank you. Thanks. So uh, the one with the pale lavender silver streaked hair is uh, examining Kari the way uh, you might expect a cat to sort of stare at a mouse before killing it. Uh, the other creatures sort of step forward through the dense brush surrounding the glade, and as they move, they make almost no sound, and their passage seems not to disturb the foliage around them. It's a very, very bizarre sight. They don't quite pass through it. It's almost like the, the forest flows around them as if it were liquid, and then returns exactly to how it was once they've passed. Can I use my thaumaturgy to kind of, like, create a gust of wind or just something to make my presence seem a bit more intimidating as I'm standing over the body of one of my people's dead nobles? I don't want them to think that I'm just easy-picking, you know? All right, yeah, you whisper a short prayer uh, to the hunter, and a phantom wind whips up out of nowhere, uh, rustles the, the silk finery of the dead nobleman at your feet and sort of blows your cloak up in uh, this very dramatic fashion and swirls around you and uh, these creatures all narrow their eyes and sort of draw back J just not they don't really take a step back but they lean back away from you uh, warily uh, you can go ahead and make a charisma intimidation check with advantage Ooh, thank you. Advantage. Click this button, which makes it super easy to find this and go, come on, be scared of me. Nat oh! 20. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nice. 
All right. Uh, so the oh, one damn. closest to you, the one closest to you, uh, actually turns away from you just slightly enough that she can still see you out of the corner of her eye, but looks over toward one of the male Alcide. And this one is carrying a spear that is wound with, uh, looks like living ivy or vines just sort of growing out of it. And uh, has it sort of reversed with the point, uh, the, the tip of the spear pointed toward the ground. And he holds up his hand toward the, uh, the female one near you, Kari, and she lowers her bow just a touch. He looks over all of you and says, what is your business here? I find it difficult to believe in coincidence oh, to no. find you here in the presence of a shadow fae so close on the heels of this one. And he kind of points his chin with a sneer toward the dead shadow fae on the ground. Oh, no, we don't know them at all. I was following a ley line that was back over that direction, and we ran into a big old flame dragon when we killed it because it was not doing good things. It was opening up a portal to the uh, elemental plane of fire at perhaps the city of glass. Glass, 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 No, there's, that's, there's a point where oh, we're did I share too, too much. much? Did I share too, too much. much again? I was just sharing. I overshared. I'm sorry. This is not a, this is not a sharing moment. <laughs> when when glass mentions a flame... When Glaz mentions a flame dragon, uh, several of the, the beings uh, kind of, their eyes widen and they murmur and whisper to one another in Sylvan, if any of you speak that tongue. I do, I think. Hold on. I do. Okay. <laughs> Elvish is not the same as Sylvan, correct? No. It is not. Similar. No, it's very different. Uh, it's very similar. Um, you might be able to pick up some uh, loan words, essentially, or some roots from it. Uh, and the grammatical structure is, is uh, very much, uh, you know, an evolution one from the other. But yeah, they're, they're essentially different words. Sylvan is the tongue spoken by fey creatures, uh, but generally not those of the Shadowfell. That would be Umbral, which is a highly... You would say uh, specialized <laughs> and uh, advanced offshoot of Sylvan. They would say it's corrupted, but what do they know? Uh, so those of you who can Holy understand, guy. which I believe is going Stop. to be <laughs> Cloak and, oddly enough, Kane. You hear one of the males lean over and he kind of whispers to uh, uh, one of the females. He says, if that's true, we should tread very lightly around them. Or they'll be exhausted from the battle, and we should strike now before they get their feet under them. No, don't strike now. And Sylvan, and staring okay. at them. Okay. All right. But like, I look at them, and I was like, "We've been through a lot, and um, if you do attack, it's not going to be good." Okay. But I do want to tell you that you know, we're—I don't know that Shadowfay, Yuda, whatever you guys want to do. We have nothing to do with that shadow fae. So, you know, if we just want to say we're just passing through, we're just passing through. Because literally that's what we're doing. And I want to roll persuasion because I get advantage. <laughs> yeah, you can make a persuasion check. All right, here we go. Uh, come on. Oh, that's perception. My bad. My bad. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I was like, P, that one. Here we go. A 14. Nice. Uh, okay. So the assembled 
uh, Alcide sort of turn toward the the male that spoke to you. It seems like they're uh, offering sort of deference to this one. And now that you look, his uh, antlers are much larger and more fully developed than the other ones. And he's, you would say he's older, although he doesn't look older. They all look somewhere in early to mid-twenties, if you had to guess. But when you're dealing with elf or fae-like creatures, it's always mm -hmm. infuriating to try, and, to try and guess their age off of appearance. Um... That one with the big antlers, I'm totally directing mm -hmm. all my conversation yep. to him. Totally. Yep. Got it. So he uh, considers your words for a moment, and then he looks down and he notices Puff Puff sort of by your side. And Puff Puff perks up a little bit and makes eye contact with him and sort of gives him a little yipping, I'm a happy kind of bark. And he seems to relax just a touch, but he's still his guard is still up, but he doesn't seem on edge as he did uh, a moment ago. He says, "It may be as you say, but we can take no chances. If you wish to leave this place with your lives, I will offer you a means to earn my trust. This one." And he points with, to the uh, to the dead Shadow Fay uh, on the ground. When he arrived in this world from whatever corrupt place he calls home, he left some of his filth behind. It is twisting the forest. And he sort of looks over at Kari for the first time. If you are not in league with him, perhaps you can undo your people's fell magic. Do this for us and I shall grant you safe passage through the Margrave. And uh, let's go with the, what if we don't? No safe passage? Uh, there is a soft creaking of bows as they put more tension into the arrows, and the tips gleam as they raise just a little bit. No, 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 no. And that seems to be all the answer you get. <laughs> um... Uh, I would look at over at Kari and kind of kind of. Kari just her gives a I... single nod. She just gives you a, like, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I'll do it. I'm really into it. Yeah. Wait, so there was magic involved? Oh, I'm in. I'm a little bit too into it. <laughs> I like no, this no, it's it's. Borderline. Okay. <laughs> what are you? You, uh, you and your feel. How, how are you, you responding like to all of this business? <laughs> Always clean up after your own field, I say. <laughs> so I can understand all of this yes. uh, that they said and everything like that. Kane is uh, assessing, like, okay, what if shit goes sideways? Like, remembers, you know, we are feeling pretty battered and bruised. Uh, Whisper sits on his shoulder and they sort of together survey the caliber of the men and realize that this is probably not a fight we really want to have. Uh, uh, I will say that taking some time to size them up, um, you can make an intelligence nature check, or arcana if you prefer. Um, <laughs> it makes no difference whatsoever. No difference, alright. While he's figuring that out... Is there anything on this um, noble that like marks what house he's from, or any kind of identification at all? Something that I would be able to quickly see, like house color, something. 
you, you can't really see much on his back. Uh, you think maybe if you could go through his pockets, maybe his saddlebags, because the Shadhavar is saddled. Uh, and maybe if you could roll him over and, and kind of give him a thorough search, you might be able to find something. I'm going to try to do so while keeping an eye on them and seeing if they react to me doing so. If they Okay, so you're just going to kind of... You're kind of yeah, like, I'm just going to like seem super casual about it. Yeah, like I'm just checking to see. All right. So uh, so while you're uh, c- contemplating that move, uh, Kane, you've heard uh, a little bit about these creatures. You know that they're called Alcide. Um, they are uh, deep forest dwellers. They're s- kind of, they're not exactly related to centaurs, but they're very similar in a sort of, uh, just sort of a cosmic sense. Uh, they definitely are one with the forest, and you know that places where they live and frequent have dark reputations about, uh, amongst woodcutters and hunters and others who would try to, uh, pass through there. They jealously and viciously defend their forest homes against intrusion. Uh, and so the fact that they have offered you this means uh, they're either they're worried about it, uh, maybe also worried about you, but hoping that uh, that maybe you guys are the key to it. So it, it seems like they're taking a chance. You also, uh, since you're spending some time sizing them up, you get the feeling that this isn't necessarily a overwhelming fight that you couldn't possibly win, but you'd bleed for it for sure if you're able yeah, to pull oh, out yeah, a victory. So, yeah. So um, yeah, Kane just quietly observes everything, weighing it up, and like I imagine, like it would probably be Riordan that he shares a moment with, where he looks and he gives sort of like the slightest look of sort of discomfort, and just very subtly shakes his head. All right. Okay, uh Kari as as you uh as you reach down to the body, they uh they watch you and a few weapons sort of train on you, but they don't really stop you or or make any move. The uh the female that was closest to you, she seems a little bit pouty and she backs off a bit from you and she's lowered her bow just a bit. Uh, because apparently she's not going to be allowed to kill you, which she is looking forward to. Uh so you roll the uh the individual over which you can't roll him all the way over because of all the arrows sticking out of his back. Uh, but his uh, bluish, almost like, like blue-tinted alabaster skin has gone even paler with blood loss and death. And his uh, eyes just sort of stare vacantly up at the dark canopy once you roll him over. And his horns have kind of gouged into the turf and have soil and, and moss stuck in their ridges. So he's wearing um, he's wearing fine clothing, and he has a signet on one finger. There is a it's a gold ring with a small crest, and it looks like uh, when he fell, perhaps he struck a branch or a rock. There's a little bit of a a, um, a dent in the ring, and you can see where the gold is dented. It is actually turned black. Hmm. Take the ring. Um, Sure, you can slip it off his finger, no problem. Uh, and looking over him, it looks like he has a satchel at his hip. Okay, open it, see the paperwork. Uh, inside, you find a uh, sealed letter and uh, a little bundle of what looks like wool. 
that has this just sort of strange bone white color to it that is bound tightly with a strip of leather. And uh, taking a moment to investigate it, you can see that there's something sort of packed inside the wool and then and then bound around it. Okay, take that too. Sure. Uh, so when you're, uh, when you pull all of these things out of the satchel, um, you know, then there's maybe some more mundane things in there, like a, like a pair of riding gloves that he hadn't been wearing, that sort of thing. Um, you kind of rub your fingertips together because it is icy cold inside the bag. Hmm? Class? Yes. Can I Class? help you with something? Could you... Can you look at this? And this? What does he look at? Uh, so. I give him the wool with the leather wrapped around it, and I tell him put your hand inside he's, the bag. But so <laughs> he sees the uh, he sees the uh, thing wrapped with a bow, or what he thinks of as a bow, and uh, immediately begins to unwrap it with these you know big uh, trollkin fingers trying to undo daintily undo this. Sure, it son. basically uh, it basically has a uh, a metal snap kind of riveted to it that you can pop open Ooh, and then snappy. unroll it. And uh, so the wool is actually attached to this leather strap. It looks like it's made to be bound around something, probably something fragile. A and in fact, you find a crystal vial uh, that Ooh. falls out into your palm. Does it look like a potion that I might be familiar with? Uh, so the, uh, the, the crystal vial is, it tapers down to a point. So it's something that you'd have to hold or put into a little like test tube stand sort of deal. And then has a, a round crystal stopper sealed with some kind of black wax. Uh, inside of it is a swirling liquid that has a, um, sort of a, a rich maroon color. And it almost has like a sparkly shimmer that perpetually whirls around in it. Kari, as soon as you see this, you know what it is. Mm. That is a memory filter. That is the memory of a mortal distilled into liquid form and captured oh, in that Oh, cool. Vial. That's like the most valuable thing among... I need that glass. And never mind. I need that. <laughs> um, so they are they are <laughs> prized. They are, uh, they are prized <laughs> by the Shadow Fae. This is like when I go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like a cat wanting to like sort it all. But I need it. <laughs> you know, they are essentially one use uh one use magic items that do various things depending on the emotion captured in the file. That's dope. Oh I love the idea of that item. Well I I left uh, it back. I up. suddenly become like Glass does around magic glass. <laughs> it's all suddenly swaying. <laughs> you are you are very excited about this. I've never seen you. It's, uh, yes, of course you may have it back. Thank you. So, uh, Glaz and Kari, in contrast to the icy uh, interior of the satchel, the vial is hot in your hand. Mm. Oh, so it must be like a way to keep it cool. Yeah, I'm going to take the bag and keep it cool. My precious. My precious. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, she was, she was asking you to examine the uh, just the vial, right? Is that what you're getting? Well, I, I just think you had any bag I was going to get him to, 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 to get the bag as well, but like I'm, I'm holding the bag while he's looking at it, I guess, now. Like, Okay, so you check out the bag, and it is indeed cold, um, and it's strange. Kari probably didn't notice this very very well, because she can just see through it no problem. There are, like, pooled shadows at the bottom of the bag that seem to just blot out your dark vision. 
And it's almost like they pour like liquid darkness as you move the bag around. It's something that she just sort of overlooked. And uh, the cold definitely seems to be emanating from that liquid shadow. This is worth the whole adventure for Kari right here. Who needs gold <laughs> when you can have liquid memories? Yeah. Well, we'll do whatever you want. Well, that was on the aristocrat, correct? Yes. Anything you would like to do or mess with in the uh So the cold the bag? bag you took back without me examining it or No, I'll let you examine it, but I want to put the liquid memory thing in there because I think that's probably how the noble was storing it. If 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 the vial is hot and the bag is cold and they were together and found in there, I'm assuming there's some sort of process for that. I don't know much about magics though. Um I mean can uh, Glasdul, as he sticks his finger in and it's cold, figure out, uh, do an arcana or something to see if he understands this? Sure. Yeah, you can go ahead and make an intelligence arcana check as you examine it. And uh, and the shadow, of course, is not actually liquid, but it is just sort of darkness that, that seems to flow and swirl around. That is a meth one. <laughs> it is cold oh, inside. Um, Look, hot and then cold well, and then hot and then cold. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're you're certain that there's some sort of strange magic at work here, but you're not positive exactly what. Um, but you suspect that Kari may know a little more about it since it's it's shadow. I was magic. just gonna if say, you, could I if you were to point it out to her? That? It's but the th it's strange because it's almost like it's so natural to her that she just sort of overlooked it. It's hot and cold. Uh, it's kind of nice after like I I burnt my finger back there and I can put my hand in it and it keeps it's because you know how like after you get the burn I mean the, the the flame dragon he like breathed all over me I was in the pot of water but it still it burnt a little bit see I can Kari put, very it like gingerly inspects his hands as he's talking like a mom kind of like oh where did you he actually it? puts like, it on his ear that got ear. singed like, sure so he now has a little bag on his ear it feels much better now. You must be more careful, Glass. It was just the ears. They will regenerate back. Well, actually, it will take some time because it was fire, so it won't come right back. But eventually, maybe. Give me the bag. Oh. <laughs> and I give it to her. Finally, <laughs> 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 okay, right, once comes you uh, once you sort of uh, yeah, like dig a little dig a little closer into the bag and and with uh, with some of him uh, some of Glass pointing out what's in there, uh, you do notice uh, you just sort of overlooked it because you look right through it. There is that strange flowing darkness in the base of it, and you recognize it immediately as some sort of residue of of shadow magic. Uh, so this bag definitely contains something powerful. Um, but you aren't entirely sure what. You could make an intelligence arcana check if you like. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, it's an 18. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, so while you can't identify exactly what was in there, you suspect it was holding another um, magic item infused with shadow magic, and whatever it was seems designed to pour the essence of shadow out around it, which is what the bag has kind of collected. Is that something that my people are want to do, to try and corrupt this side of the world? I thought we were pretty happy on our side of the border. Uh, you know, uh, Motivations vary from individual to individual. Uh, they're always looking for for more inroads into the into mortal Midgard uh, because they have so many interests there. So many things that they love and like and want and desire only come from Midgard. They don't really exist in the shadow. 
ha having read into it, I think it's more morally gray than they just want to like. Can I shoot Kane? Uh, I think I think Dan Josh, is like uh, Josh, I think that's it. Dan's about Josh, to reveal the motivations. Oh. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm really, I'm really, Josh. I agree with you. This is morally great, and I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I shoot um, where Dan is going to take. This. I hope you're keeping track of Dan. I shoot. Okay, <laughs> I got the arrow. It's all it now. It's team. all going to come out and become clear. All right. Uh, so you can tell that whatever this thing was that was in here, it's clearly not here anymore. Um, and you know that pouring out the essence of shadow magic or or just shadow power like that. Uh, it, it could have any number of useful effects for a Shadow Fae, particularly one who practices shadow magic. So this wouldn't be, like, if... I wouldn't really think this is a bad thing, spreading the shadow magic around from this item. Like, it, it's not something that I would want to shut down for my people or see really as, like, something against the law as these people are trying to make it seem... Like, they think the shadow magic's bad. I'm Kari, I'm a Shadow Fae. I think shadow magic's pretty okay. Like, can't we just leave it alone? Sure, sure. Uh... You're sh you, well, you know that uh, you don't necessarily fear any peripheral effects from it. Now, whatever the, the item is actually doing could be harmful to you, depending on where and what it is. Uh, but you also know that non-creatures, of uh, creatures that are not native of shadow, uh, react badly when they begin to absorb too much uh, the touch of the shadow realm. And this might be one of those sorts of things that would cause that. So they would most certainly not appreciate it. It's a whole lot of their <laughs> and, problem uh, is how Kari feels about it. It's a whole lot of their problem. But I got the bag in the memory now, so whatever. Andrew there has uh, just cheered for Kane to be attacked by an orc. You've done it. You've gone done it now. Hashtag Alliance <laughs> Orcs. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well. I'm okay. Okay. Well, uh, that'll be interesting, since there aren't many orcs in Midgard. We'll see what happens with that. Portal's in from Sigil. <laughs> <laughs> I hear illusions are wonderful things. Uh, so am I, am, am I still talking to the guard person? Or the elf deer? Elf deer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh, I don't, is any, is anyone else have anything to say to anyone? No, I'm just like staring. I down think it's time to do like the mission. Yeah, Glass heard there was magic, so he's like ready to go. So yeah, as as they're like digging through the body and all that kind of stuff, um, I would I would look at the the leader, uh, and be like, um, you can talk to me in Sylvan because I, I I imagine is it easier for them to talk in Sylvan? Like when they talk common, it's like very broken or. It's Sylvan somewhere fluent. I wouldn't say it's broken. Um, it's probably more like their native tongue, so it's it's more comfortable for them, most likely. I was like, uh, uh, in Sylvan, because uh, I imagine they spoke in common, so they understand it. I was like, um, they did, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys can talk to me in Sylvan, and then I'll respond in common, and I'll be fine. We'll talk on our native tongues, and so we both understand each other, yeah. He uh, inclines his head and says in Sylvan, I appreciate the courtesy. Well, yeah, we're both, we're both children of the forest. Well, I mean, I love the forest. It's, uh, I understand it. So you come from the same place I do. 
So, uh, Kane's pretty good. His eyebrow like, creeps up a little bit <laughs> when you say that you as, come from the same place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as I'm, like, covered in, like, weird, like, foresty things, and I'm like, uh-huh. Yep. Um, so, uh, he's like, uh, he would look at him and be like, um, can I ask what your name is? I am called Folgain. Oh, hi, Folgain. I'm Clark. So, um, since we're on a first-name basis... Uh, let's, uh, uh, can you tell me where this disruption is? He, uh, he nods once, and he looks over at the pouty Alcide that was wanting to shoot Kari, and says, Kalis shall lead you. Okay. And she sort of jumps a little bit. It looks like she's about to argue. And her cheeks flush, but she sort of settles back and takes a deep breath and inclines her head. And she says, I would be only too happy. Um, I, ju- I just kind of whisper in Sylvan. Uh, I was like, you don't have to lie to me. I mean, you're speaking in Sylvan. I think I'm the only one who speaks it. So I don't look so happy. But I understand. You know, it's kind of a, you know, grunt work, doing grunt things. It's okay. I understand. But okay. Um, right. What was your name again? Kalis. <laughs> Kalis. Well, Kalis, it's nice to meet you. I'm Cloak. She, uh, she, like, chews on that a moment, trying to decide how to decide, uh, how to, how to respond, and she says, uh, very well, Cloak. It is interesting to meet you. It's interesting to meet you. I've never met anyone, uh, of your race before. If you and your companions are ready, we should go. And Puff Puff gives a little yarf. Yeah, uh, and then I turn over to Glaz and Kari, like, pillaging a body, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Are you guys ready? <laughs> yes, there's magic involved. It'll be fun. Hi. Uh, he heard you. Uh, I, I will I will point out, by the way, that the Shadhavar is indeed still alive and doesn't look oh. to be shot or anything. What? Uh, no. and, and has... And has uh, saddlebags slung uh, over it as well. Uh, can I can I heal it? Um, Aren't these like uh, yeah you, very precious creatures to my people? I mean, it's uh, I, I don't know that they're precious. They're they're sometimes used as mounts or or sometimes even trained for war. Um, they are creatures oh, that dwell in native. It. <laughs> natives to the shadow. Um, they're they're certainly more intelligent than horses. <clears throat> Can I <try clears throat> talk with it? Or not, not talk with it. Sorry. Can I try and like uh, bond with it? Like, if I come over and uh, approach it, does it seem to react in a hostile way? Or I, I know it's in pain, but um. Yeah, you can try to approach it. Yeah. Because I've never seen anything like this before. Sure. Like, I've um, heard of them. It, uh, yeah, as you approach, it sort of snorts and tosses its head, and you can see the, uh, the, the, the spine sort of showing through its skin along its neck and back, and it seems to creak a little bit, and it fixes you with its eyes that sort of shine from within with this... Um, this, this faint red glow and the, the horn sort of 
in your direction and it causes that chill to run up your spine. That sound is like, uh, it's like nails on a chalkboard almost. Oh, stop it. I, I'm going to reach out very carefully and try and like touch its, like put my hand against some of its, is it a snout or a muzzle? Or? Uh, it's like a horse. No, I don't so know it has, yeah, so it, so yeah, it yeah, has... but I don't, I don't know what the term for a horse is. Is it like a snout or a muzzle? Whatever, its face. Yeah. Touch its face. <laughs> sure. Touch it in the face. Nose. Uh, yeah, sure. You try to reach out for it. So why don't you make me a, we could call it an animal handling check if you like, or you could even do a persuade, a charisma persuasion. Um, I will go for animal handling. All right. Uh, for a... a nine. All right, so it uh, it sort of snorts and lets out this whinny that's almost more like a shrieking scream, and and sort of struggles up to its feet and 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 lowers its horn towards you. It seems to not be interested in being touched at the moment. Okay, um, do, like I've so I've hunted uh, and done jobs that have involved. Um, plane of shadow so would i know anything about what its diet is or anything like that or do i need to ask carrie um carrie would probably know for sure uh you could make an intelligence arcana or nature check to see what you know about it okay i'm gonna i'm gonna try myself and then this thing is fucking badass as hell Mm -hmm. Uh, i know nothing not a thing, not a thing. Yeah. Uh, so while, while they, you know, live and thrive in the shadow realm, they're not exactly common and your dealings have mostly been with shadow fey, goblins, the occasional strange, uh, ghoul legionnaire that, uh, that was on the shadow side, although you gave those a very wide berth, um, and mostly dealing with people along the shadow roads and merchants, uh, to the city of Coromel, the city of lanterns. Uh, so you haven't really ranged out into the forest or the, the, the Shadow Realm plains where these things might run. Uh, so you're not really sure what their deal is. Okay, I in which case I turn to Carrie and say... Well, I, I turn to Ca- Carrie, and I'm going to be very careful that I speak. Like, actually, he, he takes a moment to collect himself uh, so he doesn't speak through the hurt and scare the shit out of these guys. And he says, what do they eat? Uh, Kari, you know that they are hunters. They primarily eat carrion, but they will chase something down and kill it when they get hungry. Kari kind of... If you say no, you're going to say gnomes, aren't you? I just know (laughs) you're going to say gnomes. I am going to say gnomes. I hate that you know me so well. They eat gnomes. Of course I know you. She says, looking over to Cloak, whom she still, you know, harbors a grudge <laughs> what, against. What, it's in my character sheet. What? What? What did I? I'm gonna roll what insight on eat? that shit. <laughs> I'm also gonna insight check her. However, I like the idea. Of she, they they eat they eat people like Cloak. It is known. Okay, Cloak. Uh, so with a with a twenty on your your uh, wisdom insight, you get the feeling that she's kind of taking the piss out of you there. Although she ain't lying. Uh, so 
uh, I'd be like, <laughs> and then I'd look at the horse and I'd be like, because <laughs> yeah. I see it, I, I I see its teeth, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going near yeah, the fuck it, that it, thing. It does not have horse teeth. They're they're sharper than you might expect. So, Kari, while this thing is going on, it seems like uh, the the Shadhavar doesn't. While it do, definitely shies back from uh, Kane's approach, it seems to be more comfortable with your presence. And you can kind of go over and place a calming hand on its shoulder, and it'll relax a little bit. And uh, and let you kind of rummage through the packs, and you go through the uh, you go through the packs, and it looks like it's mostly clothing supplies. So there's some uh, food and water in there. The water is pitch black, and you know that you could drink this, you could drink this and be just fine. Uh, you know that none of these guys should risk doing that. Probably shouldn't eat the food either, although you could. So you find uh, three days worth of rations and uh, two two jugs of water, uh, and then there are also some things like blankets and uh, and several sets of uh, fine clothing, but um, nothing else of interest. I don't really care about the fine clothing, but the ration and the water. Yeah, Gary stocks sure. up. Right there, you go. Uh, so at this point, the um, the lavender-haired Alcide is sort of prancing her her hooves impatiently. Um, I would like to say a prayer to the hunter and uh, wish this shadow-faced spirit off into the next life. And um, is is sure. is this Shadowvar like? Are we? Is, should it just be put down? Is this thing just like clinging on to life, or does it look like it could be stabilized? No, and- no, no. It looks it looks mostly okay, uh, although it seems like it might have uh, injured one of its uh, forelegs when it uh, when the rider uh, was shot and sort of tumbled out of the saddle. Might have caused it to fall. Could I like maybe rip up some of so those it- fine clothes and try and like wrap it up a bit? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. You can do that. It takes you really not much time at all, and you can place some uh, some first aid on the on the wounded leg that will um, that will help it heal without any major injury. Laz was probably holding the fine clothing, going, "These are actually pretty nice." Before uh, Kari rips them out of her. <laughs> did you see the stitching on this and the ruffles? Oh, okay. <laughs> There is All no right. need for those things, Glass. They're—it's just material that will get in the way of well, whatever it is you're trying so to accomplish. Not, it was so nice and soft. Oh well, here we go, and let's let's go. Let's, I don't see there's magic involved. Let's go take a look. I'm very curious right. as well. So, when you guys are ready, uh, Kalis sort of turns and leads the way into the brush, and. Uh, Again, as she passes through the moss and uh, and over some stones and into the brush, she doesn't really disturb any of the, the vegetation or, or the ground as she passes. She leaves absolutely no trace of her presence. And to, uh, know, to Kane I know and, that to be a trick? To, to Kane and Cloak, that's, uh, that's very much... Uh, it would be flat-out impossible for you to track her through the, through the woods. 
All right, so uh, as you guys head away from the, the grove, the remaining Alcid sort of remain behind and they sort of watch you go. Once you get out of the grove a bit, then it, it, this, this funny shift starts to occur. Uh, Kalis begins making noise. She moves very stealthily and naturally. Before, she made no sound, not a whisper of it, as she was walking around. Now you can actually hear her footfalls, but she's still leaving no trail. Very strange. And uh, she sort of looks over her shoulder and says... Uh, the place where the shadows are bleeding is this way. I'll show you. You should take care. The forest is sick. Do I feel any ley line activity coming from where this shadow bleed is? Uh, no, you do not. Um, do I, uh, as a uh, new ability that I have, is called Portal Lore, uh, do I detect a portal within a thousand feet of me? Uh, I'm going to say no, but there is this uh, particular sort of a, a tingle kind of at the back of your mind. And you think uh, perhaps there is either there either was such a thing here or there is one that is not active. It's closed and dormant and you might need to find some way to reactivate it if you wanted to use it. Uh, when you get closer to it, you might be able to figure out more, but... Okay. Right. So, uh, as you guys follow the Alcide, she leads you through the wood a ways. Uh, probably a good... Uh, let's see, what's the range on your sense? Thousand feet? Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. So she probably leads you right about to the edge of uh, of of that that range, and you do see signs of where the Shadhavar was running at a gallop through the woods, and uh, and you occasionally see an arrow stuck into a, a tree trunk that hasn't been recovered. So you're basically backtracking where this uh, Shadowfey noble and his Shadhavar mount just ran in a in blind flight through the forest, and you come to. It's not exactly a clearing, but there's this place where there are uh, sort of inexplicably two willow trees growing amongst the uh, the oaks and, and maples, and their uh, weeping branches, their boughs kind of blend together and lace and create this strange curtain across the pathway that you've been following. Okay. Uh, I think that's hmm. it. Looks like it. Or at least it's imagined. It looks like what I imagine it would look like. Very suspect, for sure. That is... Hmm. Uh, up ahead, you see a faint glimmer of uh, sort of orangish light. It looks like uh, perhaps a torch or a lantern uh, through the uh, this almost curtain of willow willow branches. And uh, somewhere back behind it, it sort of shines uh, light through faintly in the distance. Thanks, Braxa. Says a Chris nice. successful tool school in Laurelania for making the last days before teaching enjoyable. Thank you. That's awesome. Ah, thank you. All right. I follow along. Okay. So uh, you guys uh, push forward? Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. disappoint on you. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, who's going first? Uh, to give me a rough order that you guys are going in. Um, is Kari going first since we're going to the shadow thing, and she's more expert at this? I would assume yes. 
Kari in the lead? Else, uh, yeah, can I have your I, owl, I, though, uh, Kane? I don't leaving. want your owl with me. You need my owl. I want your owl with me, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got Pop Pop and uh, Cloak would be behind Kari, like following along. Yeah, I figure Glass is about the middle okay. because his curiosity is going to want him to clip towards the front, but he also knows that uh, he's squishy. So basically, is anyone specifically taking, say, rear guard, or are you guys just all kind of together behind Kari? We're, we're like the Scooby gang behind Kari. Scooby gang, so. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scooby gang, you get behind okay. I'm Kari. I'm taking the rear guard. Kane, right. Kane will take rear guard. All right. Kane will no drive where's, where's the... So uh, as you guys approach, it looks like Kalis kind of... She sort of steps off the path and stops there. She isn't going any further. Are you going to be here when we get back? She nods her head. Unless you all die. Man, that's a good point. Well, um... If, if anything bad happens and things get really bad, I'll send Puff Puff out. And then, um... Can you watch him if that happens? Yes, I can watch... Your hound. Puff Puff. Her name's Puff Puff. Puff Puff. Puff puff. All right. So you guys pushing into the uh, <laughs> into the the glade up ahead. Um, quick question on clarification, just to be on uh, to stay true. Sure. Um, since I think I cast it after our short rest, has it been eight hours between the dragon battle and everything? Else? I'm trying to see, figure out whether my mage armor has faded. Your mage armor is still okay. up. Cool. Thank you. Because you guys haven't taken a long rest, so still up. All right, so as you guys approach the clearing, uh, you hear a uh, sort of a, a deep growling. <sighs> sort of echo through the night. Does it sound? Puff puff? Yeah. Was a bad little? No, no, that was some puff puff puffing stuff. It was it's not Puff Puff. puff. Uh, if it's fluff and stuff, um, yeah, I hope you guys know how to like turn undead. No, no, not not uh, that that uh, that torchlight that you saw up ahead when the growl happens. It begins to move off toward the right, somewhat quickly. Call is that your people? Can I see anything? Oh, can I see anything? No, not really. It's it's through brush, and you're just seeing kind of light shining through. Shake my head, no. I mean, you right. hiss at people. So, uh, Maybe he's a dark person. I, uh, you guys pushing forward? Yeah, I'm going to have my bow drawn, though. Oh, my sword's been out. <laughs> okay, uh, Kari, you kind of press forward through the, uh, the the drifting curtain of willow fronds and you find yourself in this uh, forest glade that is just steeped in shadow which you find somewhat comforting actually uh, you can see the source of it in the center of this uh, this little kind of undergrowth area with a sort of leaf litter there is a little 
pinpoint of black, and you can see shadows stretching out from it along the ground and reaching and just very faintly sort of writhing as it spreads out from this point. Mm. And you see that uh, that bobbing torchlight off to the right sort of uh, goes behind a, a large oak tree trunk. Okay, so passing in through the fronds, look inside, all darkness, tree trunk, and the mm -hmm. thing is like, you said billowing? No. No, like like uh, like imagine this blackness spreading out from this little point. It looks like it looks like a little little like black dot almost. Can I and walk this, up this to the shadowy point blackness is spreading out? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that I mean, I mean, we'll have to see, won't we? I'm asking a specific question. <laughs> Can I walk up to it without dying? If the answer is no, then I'm not going to walk you, up to it. You know. You don't That's know how D and D works, right? <laughs> You don't Has know. Has seen anything like that either in his education or in the study of ley lines or in the study of shadow roads of like this is a terminus no. or anything? No, you, you've never seen anything like now, this. That is something I have never seen before, but it's very interesting. Look at that. You'll see how the shadows come right out of it. Uh, am I detecting a portal from this thing? Uh, the That willow curtain you're right next to? You're, that tingling feeling, that sensation seems to come from that. Yeah, so that's what we have to take care of to stop all of this happening. Can I just pick it up and put it in my icy bag? You can try. Would you like to walk up to it? I sure would, because I'm Kari and I walk up to everything. Alright, so you walk forward, and uh, you get close enough to see you step into the you step into the writhing blackness and it's just like um it's just like darkness creeping along the ground it doesn't seem to disturb you at all your your footfalls don't really have any effect on it and you walk forward and you can see this thing in the center that's oozing this uh this shadow it's a tiny black pearl mm -hmm. i want it in the bag <laughs> you don't, you don't see you, uh, you black down <laughs> <laughs> so you reach down and pick it up, and it is. You it sure is it's not the morally gray pearl, you jackasses? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one is midnight black. Let it, let it go, Tim. Let it go. Midnight, yeah. So you let you, that joke die. It leads where your heart tells you. <laughs> you scoop up the pearl, and it's like uh, it's like a little shard of ice in your palm. It's freezing cold, and as you do, as you pick it up, uh, you know how sort of the the mist from dry ice sort of mm -hmm, rolls mm -hmm. out and then falls. This shadow just billows across your hand and then pours in wisps like black cigarette smoke down to the ground and into the bag. And that bobbing light, that bobbing light off to the right, appears from the other side of the uh, the tree, kind of back in the shadows. Uh, you suspected something like a hooded lantern with the hood brought down that sort of keeps the glow from going too far. So you can just see this light in the in the darkness and the gloom over there, but it's not really giving you enough to see whatever's holding it or whatever's around can it. Can the rest of us see that sort of light bobbing over there? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, it, well, if you've come up through the curtain of uh, willow fronds at this mm -hmm. point, then yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I figure we're scooby-ganging it, right? Sort of creeping yeah, up behind sure. it. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah, you guys can totally see it. Scooby yeah, gang. Yeah, we're yes, yeah, we're idiots. Um, we can confirm. <laughs> well, I was gonna say again, if there's something, uh, does does the light, this orange light, look mundane compared to the pearl looking very magical? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it looks like a looks like a lantern light uh, with a kind of a hood shield pulled down over it, so it's not blazing out. Into so the, the glass is coming over. And actually, because he still has the heart of fire there to sort of get more light on the black pearl. Yeah. So there's this. There's this. Uh, yeah. So there's this kind of bright blue glow shining out from wherever Glaz has the uh, the heart of flame, and those shadows kind of boil away to nothing in that light. Ooh, well, that is interesting. Oh, so the darkness. Shit. So the darkness does not actually get near Glaz. As you get up to it, it gets to maybe within five, ten feet of you, and you can see as you get close, the actual light of the torch is is pushing this darkness, this wispy darkness back, and then within about five feet of you, it just dissipates. Glaz is now playing with the shadows and the light. It goes away, and it comes back. It goes away, and it comes back. Now that is interesting. The uh, the lantern light off to the right flares for about a second as if someone lifted the hood on the lantern and then dims again. Uh, I would like, hold on, Glass, hold on. And then I kind of like do the same thing, like make, like, it, like while Glass is holding the torch, like cover it and then like uh -huh. make a signal at him. Like, like shine it once and then cover it? That sort of deal? Yeah, like what they're doing. Just repeating what they're doing back at them. Okay, uh, so as you watch off into the darkness, the light flares up again twice. Woom. Woom. And then goes dim again. Can I roll an insight to see if uh, the appropriate response would be to do it twice again or three times this time? Uh... Yeah, you can go ahead and give me a, a wisdom insight check with disadvantage because you don't really have a whole lot okay. to go on. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm perfectly fine. <laughs> I'm pulling it out of my ass Ooh. and roll the one. Uh, you're not so, sure uh, if this is if this is a code or a, a particular form of communication. You're not familiar with it, so you're not sure what they're trying to say. So okay. you could try whatever you like and see what happens. Anybody else doing anything? Rio Dan, what do you got? Just kind of observing all this shenaniganry. Right now, whenever people touch magic, <laughs> things invariably explode or attack us. So I'm staying firmly in my bush, grasping onto my whip uh, in case something bad happens. All right, Kane, where are you at? Kane uh, was on rear guard until rear them to check behind them, mm. keep his eye out, yes. swap out that's, with rear That's what I'll do. And I'm okay. And I'm going mm. to point my in the general direction of this light. Alright, so you're just covering wherever the light is. Yeah. Alright. Cloak, you got anything else you want to try? I have one more thing I want to do. In Umbral, <laughs> I want to say, uh, towards the person, uh, and I'm I, what I want to do is roll a deception, and I want to say what I'm going to do and then roll it if, if that's cool. Um, yeah, tell me what I you're I want to be like, brother. Well, brother. Harold's the hunt. There we go. <laughs> uh, and then and uh, do it twice again, and then see uh, see if that works. Because I'm just I'm trying to imitate my best Kari. Uh, is it just a straight up deception, or is this a disadvantage? Um, you're you're trying to imitate Kari. What, what you're you're trying to imitate like a worshiper of the hunter? Is that kind of the yes, deal? yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no. You can do that straight up, straight up. 
charisma deception. No, no okay. disadvantage required. Uh, fifteen. Okay. All right. So you you said you flashed the light twice. Yes, and said that in Umbral. Okay. Uh, in Umbral. All right. So the light off in the forest flashes three times in quick succession. Flash, flash, flash. Can I do another insight roll? <laughs> to see if, if there's something. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to go flash, flash. Uh, the light begins to flicker rapidly. Sort of flash, 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 flash. And doesn't seem to stop. Doesn't seem to stop for a few seconds. He's going to be trying to communicate with this, and then it's going to turn out to be like a wisp or something. <laughs> what's, uh, what's, what's Glass doing? Uh, I'm holding the, I, because uh, since uh, Cloak is so much shorter than me, I'm probably holding, having to hold the lantern way down. But at the same time, he keeps sort of uh -huh. uh, yeah. using his hand to... to take the light up and down and as it watch the shadow come closer and then go, go further away then come closer and then go further away he's not paying any attention to cloak he's just like it comes closer it goes away it comes closer it goes away back and forth oh, so, so you're like kind of waving you're waving the torch around playing well, no darkness, i'm putting my right? hand like he's doing it towards the the light over you know the lantern i'm doing it towards kari and the pearl yeah. because i'm far more interested in the the magical <laughs> interaction okay. between his light and sure. the shadow than Whatever you know, someone actually okay. trying to make progress. So you're, you're, on the you're absorbed with that. Uh, yeah, every time every time you shade the the torchlight, the shadows kind of encroach into that uh, into that shelter, and then when you let it shine again, it blows yeah. it back. Besides making like weird shapes with his fingers to see if he can capture some shadow in the circle of light, you know, he's he's like he's make, basically okay. making like shadow bunnies on the ground <laughs> with the shadows. All right, so uh, cloak the uh, the lantern off in the darkness is just flickering sort of rapidly at you. Like they're, they're like how how are they, like they have their hand in front of it and they're like or doing like, so, something. So with the way, a... Yeah, so they're using the hood to kind of just like like flash the light at you. It seems uh, you can make an insight check. Go ahead. Okay. This is what I'm here for. Twenty. It seems uh, urgent and frantic and maybe like a warning or a call for help, that sort of thing. Hmm. Um, I, th I, I think he's like, trying to give us a warning or he's trying to warn someone. Um, I'm going to roll perception to see if something is around us. Sure. Uh, lurking. Um, yeah. a 10. Uh, okay. Let me see. A 10, eh? All right. You hear as you're kind of just, you, you stop for a moment and pay attention to your surroundings. You hear, and actually all of you hear just a, a few seconds after he does, uh, a snapping of twigs off in the... Uh, woods to your left, kind of opposite the glade from the flashing lantern. And Cloak, you hear a little bit more than everyone else. You can hear this low-throated... Behind us? Yeah, basically. So uh, okay. Sort of off to the side, but yeah, if, if you're looking at the light, it's behind you. 
Uh, looks like they're trying to flank us. Glass, uh, I guess, heard this as well. Uh, with the growl, he goes, but perhaps, perhaps, is this thing about to, he's trying to, trying to warn us that there's just, Glass looks back behind him now and sees, tries to see if he sees anything with his little bit greater height. Uh, sure. You can make a wisdom perception check. As I've also now heard this, can I see if I can tell? 16. You see a dark shape moving amongst the trees, uh, sort of uh, out past the light of the, the blue torch on the other side of the lantern, but it's very, very vague. It's it's like, uh, for something that big, and it's definitely a big creature, something probably large, it seems unnaturally able to sort of blend with the dark around it. You barely catch a glimpse of sort of an arched back, almost. There is something that might be stalking us, and it is going around us. That is probably not very good. Uh, is... Kaylee, sort of be is between us and it. I mean, is it getting around? Kalis? I'm not Kaylee. I'm sorry. Ka uh, the, yeah, I'll the see. Kalis. Is Kalis? Is Kalis? Oh, Kalis. Kalis is not even in the glade. She's right, back but that's what I'm saying. Is this thing like coming around like it in. might bump into Kalis, or is it like flank going the no, other? No, it direction? seems like it's coming. It's going the other direction. Yeah. Uh. uh we might want to like get our backs together because this reminds me of when uh, Kari was snuck up on me when I first met her. There's something big out Good there. Idea. Back to back. I speak out an umbral. Is anyone out there? Uh, when you speak out an umbral, the flashing from the lantern stops and goes dark. Foo. What did you just do? I don't know. All right, so you've all sort of clustered in the middle around the uh, around the darkness boiling pearl that's sort of clutched in Kari's hand, and you can see that that black wisps of shadow spilling out from between her fingers, kind of running down her arm and then pouring down on. Now her might arm. be a good time to bless us, friend. All right, so about that time, as you guys get uh, sort of in the center of this glade, back to back, you hear this sort of rip out from the forest, and this shape begins charging towards you through the trees. So let's roll. I said to cast bless. God damn it! <laughs> well, we'll see how quick he is oh, off the draw. Oh, that's great! Glasses on a natural one. Right with you there. Oh, this is <laughs> ugly. Oh no, I've got a 16. I thought I rolled the one, I was actually down. Oh, okay. oh nat 20 <laughs> back here. Nat 20! Should be able to get a bless off. Alright, so let's see what we got here. I'm gonna bring this over to the middle, that'll help me. Just my windows, just my windows. Alright, so Glaz, you have a two, let's see, who's got uh, better than a 20? I think I see one in there. Yeah, uh, I've got a 24. Yeah, all right, Kane, 24. Anybody 20 to 15? Yeah. Rio Dan, you're a 16? Oh, sorry, I wrote a 16, right. yep. Yep, all right, 15 to 10. Uh, 10, Kari's a 10. 
Kari's a 10. Uh... Har. Har. Uh, Kari, I would like you to roll a die with me, D20? please. D20? Just a D20. Yep. 17? Alright, nice. So you will go on 10. 10. And Glaz... Uh, oh, yeah, Cloak, we need some initiative, sir. Oh, good! I, I figured that was going to happen. Uh, let me see. What what happened? Uh, so everyone sort of circled up back to back in the middle of a glade amidst the uh, the wispy shadows. Uh, Kari called out an umbral, and the lantern went dark. And then whatever it is off in the uh, off in the woods to the left howled this sort of uh, an oddly guttural yet piercing sort of uh, scream, and is charging through the brush towards you. Um, okay. I rolled a 17. It fell off the board. Uh, I'll re-roll. Um, That's alright. No, oh, oh, well, it would be 19 if that... Well, I can't roll on the board. I gotta roll softer? I don't know you what's gotta going on. You gotta throw the dice tray. Yeah, Hold on, let me... You can just throw it on the dice tray. Oh, yeah, throw in the dice. For, yeah. for some odd reason, it, like, it kept, like, rolling on the dice tray, or I, I was roll throwing it too hard and it kept landing on the It's not craps, box, okay? So you don't have to hit be, the back of be, it. Uh, just drop it in there. <laughs> Uh, you, know so you got what? an 11? Okay. Uh, no, uh, well, yeah, 11 with that roll. That's in the box. I want to keep the one in the box because that's a... I like keeping in the rules because I'm the lawful. What's in the box? All right. Uh, all right, so Kane, you're first. Uh, can I see it? Can I make out what it is? I know vaguely where it is, but can I tell what it is? Uh, so until it gets closer and it, well, let's see, you've got dark vision. Uh, so your vision, uh, resolves the form of, at first you would say it's a bear, except you can see its head is sort of, um, it's almost a little flatter than a bear's and the, the edges of the head are not fur or ears. They're these strange puffed plume of feathers growing out of the fur, yeah, yeah, and you see the gleam of these two great owl-like oh, eyes no. shining back at I you, and its beak is gaping wide as its front paws with these long owl-like talons with uh, shocks of feathers growing out of them tear at the earth and hoot howls forward at you. 27 years, chap. 27 years <laughs> in every D&D campaign I've not Oh, fought an I was owlbear. just gonna say, this is this your is thing. This is your too. thing. I've never fought an owlbear either. We're breaking streaks. Yeah! Someone donated for this, didn't they? All right, Kane, what you got for me? Yeah. They did, yeah. yes. They did indeed. Okay. Uh, I shoot it. Shoot away. I do not shoot it, I imagine. <laughs> Don't forget right. your... Oh, wait, there's no last one. Uh, so the arrow thunks into its hide, and if it cares, it shows not a whit. Anything else you would like to do? Uh, no, I'd just like to... Um, I get between it and Riordan. Nice. Riordan, your turn as uh, Kane Aha. interposes himself between you and the charging owlbear. I cast Bless on Kane, Carrie, and Cloak. <laughs> Blessings nice. of Moraine are upon you again. All right. Uh, once again, your pulse quickens with the touch of the red goddess. Uh, recall that you get to add 1d4 to your saving throws and attack rolls. 
the owlbear. So he comes howling and charging into the glade. Uh, as it comes forward, that gleam in its eyes was sort of this cold blue. And you can see that normally these things are kind of a rich brown and then have like speckled feathers the way you would expect owls to have. This one's uh, coat is smeared black as if it were dipped in oil or some sort of some sort of other viscous ichor. Uh, and as it comes forward, those shadows that are reaching out from the pearl in Kari's hand coil around its uh, legs and sort of creep up it and drip from its claws. And it charges at Kane, who interposed himself there. Uh, so it is going to attempt to bite you with its beak. Uh, that is going to be a 21. So I suspect that hits. All right. Uh, so you take oof thirteen piercing damage, and it's Ouch. going to rake at uh, Riodan with its claws, and will hit hit Riodan as well. I believe that's going to be a yeah, that's a twenty-two. Yep. <laughs> oh, oof! You take Yikes. fifteen slashing damage. Ooh. I maybe did. Cloak, your turn. Oh, my turn. Jesus, fucking everyone's almost dead. Um, so, um, <laughs> on that note, uh, how far away is the bear from me? The owlbear? Uh, yeah. Like, maybe ten feet? Am I able to get on the back of it as it's, like, attacking them and distracted and, like, running up and climbing up? And then... Uh, so, that would require something along the lines of an athletics check to uh, okay. sort of climb up on it. Uh, which you could indeed uh, attempt to do. Yeah, let me see. Athletic. Mm. Or would it handle animal? Oh, they're about the same, so it doesn't matter. No, you need um, a, yeah, strength athletics would be what it's what's required. No, I'm not going to do that right now. What I, what I am going to do is uh, come up to its side as uh, it's like focused on the two dampiers. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to, um, for this turn, um, do a, uh, bonus action. As a bonus action, um, I am going to, uh, feel this weird energy with inside me and like, look, and I, I hearken back to when I look into the portal and watch the dragon, uh, as it got away from me. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I, I feel a strange sense about that. Um, so, um, uh, and I can see within the owlbear, um, its weaknesses, uh, and even its strength and being able to somehow bypass that within the, uh, the energies that are flowing around it. Um, so for planar warrior, uh, I'm going to, uh, ignore its damage resistances if it had any. Uh, and I'm going to make an attack, and, uh, if this, uh, attack lands, I get to do 1d6 additional force damage. Nice. Uh, where is everything? I don't remember, hold on. But there we go. Alright, here we go. This is my sword. Oh, no, that's the damage. Uh, here we go. Ha! Uh, 17. You hit, you strike forward and slash out with your Nimheim saber. And as you do, the cutting edge of it crackles and you can feel this uh, electric tingle run down your arm and this faint bluish light 
uh, runs along the blade. You can all see this happening and you can hear a crackling and see like these faint blue sparks that sort of jump between the fronds of that willow curtain almost in response to your, uh, to your blade. So do damage. All right. We got an eight plus, uh, another four. So 12 damage, uh, in total. All right. All right. You, uh, you slice into its fur and your blade bites into its hide. Yeah. And the one thing, uh, I want to do at the moment, um, I go, I go, pop, pop, protect, louse. And then, uh, that's what, that's what I want to happen at this moment in time. Okay, so uh, Puff Puff at that point, sort of uh, in response to you calling out this order, gives a yo and lopes over to place herself between glass with her tail slung low and sort of drops her uh, her front uh, down a little bit and bares her teeth and growls at the owlbear. All right. Uh, cloak. Kari, your turn. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Kane seeing him take that um that massive amount of damage and say a prayer to the hunter and uh heal him for 1d8 with my cure wounds for a total of 4 points so yep yep That's radiant energy no flows through you Kane and restores 4 points of damage Yeah, yeah, more oh, or less. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've kind of like broken apart from the circle because the, it, it, he, I'm on the flank of the Albert, right, and the Albert kind of scooted around, so it's sort of engaging uh, both Kane and Rioden because it's fast. Uh, all right, Glaz, your turn. Uh, I look down at Puff Puff, and uh, having seen how the torch uh, seems to affect the shadows, I actually go. Uh, uh, Puff, puff, here, put, hold this in your mouth so that the, because so, I would have had to put it away to cast spells for him to basically uh, now It also, have... it has, like, the uh, the handle, you could kind of thrust it into the ground because it's an iron rod. Uh, oh, you okay. think you could stick so, it yeah, in the I... ground <laughs> if you just want to have it burning there. Yeah. Yeah, so and I'll let you do that as your, that's that your... whatever that shadow is uh, basically is uh, held at least somewhat at bay, uh, maybe hold yep. the hour bear at bay as well. And Glass is going to reach his hands down and Listen in his mind for that faint piccolo sound of the ley line, which is still on the same plane as him. And after he's bonded to it, he can now use it again and try to channel this ley line for a level two. So is it the spell? It's the cast level, not necessarily the spell level, right? Right. It's the spell slot level that you're casting. So it would be a DC 12 for me to see if I can channel this. Uh, and it is, I rolled an 11, so, uh, I do not effectively channel it, but I do not get it. Your only, your, your int bonus is only plus one. My int bonus is only, uh, yeah, my, no, my, I'm sorry. No, my int bonus is plus two. I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. I I underestimated myself. (laughs) That succeeds. The, uh, the song of the ley line fills you with its, uh, with its warmth and you can feel that heat. As you reach out, reach out and, and grasp these strands of magic and weave them into your spell. So, do and you have the leyline chart handy? I sure do, and I rolled a All two right. on it, which is going to be. You can delay the effect of your spell for up to five rounds. Choose as many rounds as you want. Uh, no, I want it to go right now. No, so, I want to go ahead and do it right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I am going to cast at sec- level two a witch bolt 
on All right. this here. And I probably don't because I'm not blessed. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> no. The, uh, the, the electricity arcs through your hand into the ground and bursts up, but the owlbear sort of leaps to the side and the arc dissipates harmlessly up into the air. Uh, it's, much it's much faster than I thought. Uh, okay, I, despite the healing, I'm still pretty uh, injured, so uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very injured. Uh, so I'm going to. I need to disengage, really, but I'm. I can't leave Rhiannon, so I'm going to drop my bow callously onto the floor. Uh, so it's a free action to drop a weapon, right? Correct. Uh, so I'll use... Um, I'll draw... If I have to use my bonus action or something to draw my... Nope, you, uh, can, uh, you can interact with uh, your environment once on your turn for free, and that can be drawing a weapon. So I will uh, draw my weapon, and I'm going to try and stab at this fucking creature. Get him. Uh, let me see. Actually, there we go. Oof. Oof. Uh, yeah, unfortunately your blade yep. is fouled I by am. its thick hide. Yeah. Alright. That, that is uh, all I can do. Riodan, your turn. I look down at my bleeding and bruised body. <laughs> uh, and I cast a cure wounds on myself. Because it right. hurts Do it. so bad right now. That it really, really hurts. Uh, I healed myself a nine, uh, which is a lot okay. more comfortable. Woo! Don't need me. Alrighty please. then. Alright, so the owlbear is going to strike out at uh, Riodan with its beak. No, really? Ooh, no. That's going to be a 20. Yeah. Ah, uh, yep. Just as well I healed. <laughs> Maybe. This is some so crazy fucking owlbear shit. Yeah. going to do uh, eight, eight points of uh, piercing damage. Well, and you will need to dead. make a DC so. DC 10 constitution saving throw. Oops, I accidentally did 218 points of damage to myself. Uh, constitution saving throw is a 10. You succeed, so you maintain the bless. Oh, I do? Okay, good. Yep, yep, DC 10. All right, uh, and... Ooh. He, oof, he claws Cloak with his giant owlbear clawsies. Uh, and Cloak, you will take nine slashing damage as the claws rake across your shoulder and your uh, your cloak sort of whips up of its own accord, absorbing the brunt of it. Did we take a short rest after... Uh, I don't remember. Are we, are yeah. we, we took a short rest? Yeah, we did. Okay, so yeah. we're healed? Yeah, we did. I mean... Did we heal? Yeah, we okay. spent hit dice. I know yeah. that if you, yeah, we spent the hit dice. I don't know if you're personally healed, but I know okay. that I am. Right, I know you guys I'm, took a short rest. I'm at four wounds. I took nine damage now. Uh, so it'd be 13? Okay. Guys, I only have one more healing spell left since we haven't had a long rest. I, I have one left. Um, and I have a healing potion, I think. Uh, yeah, we okay. yeah I do have a healing potion. I remember there. bitching it. Yeah, cloak. It's your yeah. turn. Oh, yeah. um, as he uh, strikes out at me, uh, is it so? Drinking a potion is a full action or a bonus action? It's an action. Yes. Okay. Um. So, uh, let's see how see many my memes words. on Twitter. 
Jeez. It's a, it's a, it changes every every edition, so I have a tr- sometimes I have a hard time <laughs> remembering which one it is. Yeah. Um, so um, with this, uh, what I want to do uh, is then uh, keep channeling uh, Planner Warrior. Um, yep. And uh, and I want to make my attack at him uh, currently. Um, Strike away! Oh, oops! No, wrong dice. Uh, 19. Again, your blade flat finds your target. Do damage. Uh, with the, the flickers of, uh, ice energy, or the, the, you just see, like, it, it just seems to cut through the shadows, and it's, like, resembles yep. the blue flame as well. And, uh, with that, he takes eight plus, uh, another Ooh. six. So he is a total of, uh, 14 damage from Cloak. All right. It howls in rage with this sort of strange hooting call with the kind of underlaid by this guttural bass roar uh, as your uh, your blade slashes up under its beak and across its face. And that blue energy sort of crackles and you can see it almost like it's disintegrating the uh, the bits of the owlbear that it strikes. Come on. Uh, Kari, your turn. Uh, I am going to reach out to Riordan this time and cast my last healing spell on him, trying to just desperately keep my friends in the fight. That's a seven plus one's an eight points of healing for you, as I pr- I nice. fervently pray to the hunter. Very nice, Glaz, your turn. Oh, can I oh, um, yep. can I as a bonus action hand my other healing potion to uh Kane? Yes, you can. You don't need to use a bonus action for that action. Um, did you draw the 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 potion out already, or no? I did not draw the potion. Okay. Out already. Um, I will let you pull one out, and then on his turn, he can grab it from you. Okay. Like Kane, I call it. All right. Kari Glaz. Yep, as last time, Glaz, you know, the idea, this whole sort of slowing effect sort of threw off his aim, but he's going to try again to channel this ley line. Um, uh, with a six, he does not. Oh, and it is less. It is under five that he missed. Was it another second level spell you were casting? Uh, yes, I was going to do it at second level again. So oh, it was okay. A DC, it was a DC 12, and I've missed by, well, I missed, still missed by five. Yep. So that is a uh, that is a backlash. That's a backlash. So, so you have that table <laughs> handy. You roll on the backlash table. You do. That is a six. Uh, oh, for one hour you must make a DC ten Constitution saving throw every time you cast a spell. If the saving throw fails, the spell fails, and the spell slot is wasted. Oh, all right. So as you reach out to the uh, to channel the magic of the ley line, you can feel a strange surge run through it and you can tell immediately that you're you're losing control of it Uh, and you're still able to cast your spell now. But you the chaotic energies are whipping through your mind and uh, making it very difficult for you to grab a hold of the threads of magic and weave them as the uh, as you see fit. So you need to make your constitution saving throw. Constitution saving throw. Uh, 19. Uh, you're able to you're able to grit your teeth, uh, bear down your concentration, and fight through the distraction. So you cast your spell successfully. Uh, now we'll just hit. 
Uh, dirty 20. Ooh, yeah, that'll get... Are you, uh, are you, uh, witch bolting again? I'm witch bolting again, yes. Okay, all right. Then you, uh, you send these arcs of bluish-white lightning down into the ground. They snake along the flows of magic as you direct, weaving between your companions, and they burst up, lancing into the owlbear's underbelly. And so if you're casting it at second level, I believe that's 2d12 damage, yes? It is 2d12 damage, and... All right. For 19 damage, as... All right. grits his teeth and almost the pain that's going into his brain and this chaotic energy, he just channels down into the lightning and into the ground and then reaching up around and grabbing onto this. All right. So the lightning, the lightning arcs up out of the ground into the owlbear and you can see one of its front talons is beginning to spasm and seize as electricity runs through it. And one of its eyes as the, uh, the arcs of lightning pass across its face grows cloudy and begins to sizzle. Kane, Do not hurt my friends. So, uh, Kane is going to... Yeah, I'm going to try and grab the healing potion uh, off of carry. So if I drink this, is that my action? Yes. Okay, yes, I'm going to... In which case, i gotta, I got to stay... Like, other people are doing damage to it. It's focused on me at the moment, right? In front of... Rhythm? Um... L- l- what you're asking what the owlbear is doing? Yeah, is it focused on me still? It's sort of lashing around at all of the creatures around it right now. It doesn't seem to be putting a whole lot of focus or thought into its attacks, particularly as it's under such agony at this point between the harrying attacks of Cloak at its flank and the uh, just the punishing lightning lancing up into it, which is still there. Glaz is, uh, is, is maintaining his concentration and just p- channeling lightning into the ground through it into the owlbear. Okay. Oh god. In which case, I'm not going to take the healing potion. All right. You're going to strike. I'm. I'm going to draw my dagger because if I keep it focused on me, Glass can keep his concentration up, and Glass does more damage than I do. All right. So I'm going to get in its face. I'm going to draw my dagger so I can uh, use it for defense, and I'm going to try and stab it again. All right. Attack. Twenty-one. You hit. Give me some damage. Is damn eleven damage. Oh, a great gout of hot blood spurts out past the blade and runs down your hand, and the thing uh, begins to sort of stagger to the side, and its clawing swipes become weaker and weaker as the blood loss and the electricity are beginning to overwhelm it. Uh, Riodan, your turn. I'm going to hit it with my tentacles, because I need to kill this thing before it kills me, and it's hurting me quicker than... Yeah. You draw out the blood scourge and strike at it. Yep, let's try this. Oh, wait, that's damage. My bad. Uh, natural 20. Well, that's a critical hit. Ooh, uh, followed by an 18. Oh, followed by a natural 1. I was so close to getting... That's two hits. Two hits. Okay, alrighty. Uh, so 2d6, full of crits, uh, which is 9, nice. and followed by 5. So total of 4, sorry, yeah, 14 points of damage, yeah. Yep, total of 14. So you uh, you draw the handle back, and those uh, sort of uh, 
those clotted blood-colored leather lashes writhe and spew out into these uh, thrashing lashes of, of flowing blood, and you strike it into the owlbear. They wrap around one its neck and the other its, uh, its claw, and you see them just sort of sprout into these barbs, dig into its flesh, and begin drawing the blood out of it. And you watch as it sort of struggles weakly, strangling and choking and writhing in the electricity, and it just collapses onto its side. And you can see its body sort of desiccate. Yes. All right. So that's die. Cloak, what do you got? Is it dead? It's down. Seems to be. Yeah. Um. I mean, if it like falls on its side and it's like dying, right? Or it's like uh, I'm fucking like. Oh, it 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 looks plenty dead. Oh, like maybe okay. there's uh, there's a tw- there's a twitch or two left in it, but no, it looks it looks dispatched. What are you what oh. are you doing at this moment? Uh, uh, with one of the potions that I have on me, I'm chugging. Um, All right, roll your uh, it's a uh, regular healing potion, yeah. Uh, yeah. So two d four, two d four plus two. All right, that'll be a three plus six eight hit points back. Not bad. So Not you uh, you quaff the potion and you feel its warmth flowing through your wounds, washing your pain away. Kari, what are you doing at this moment? Uh, breathing heavily for a second and then putting my potion back inside my bag and then warily coming up to the creature, kind of looking around Cloak. Is it dead? All right. No problem. Uh, Glaz, your AC is 19, sir. Uh, oh, sorry, the, there's an attack roll against you with a 19. Oh, oh that hits. Oh, dear. All right. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. say that this uh, <laughs> there is a sudden flare of electricity behind you, and you feel the hair on the back of your neck prickle up as <laughs> you can. Uh, you tell that there's, there's uh, something coming in at you. If you have shield available, you can use it if you wish. I don't know if a 19 is is shieldable for you, but uh, a light 19. Actually, you know what? I'm a. I do not have. Uh, I do not have shield set to go. Oh, you don't know shield. Uh, I do okay. as a Got bonus it. action. Uh, I can a creature of my choice within range for plus. Oh no! Wait, I'm out of spell slots. No, I can't do. Not, I can do nothing for you. Nothing. Yep. Right. Okay. Just a quick I didn't know question. if you had shield. Yeah. Yeah, just a quick question. I am standing in the light of the Heart of Fire. I don't know if that matters yes. at all. It does not. Okay. I mean, I mean, it kind of does. It's keeping whatever the shadow was doing back. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Well, because <laughs> that was the thing. My my next thing was actually to take the, that over to the bear, but I might be dead by then. So let's see what happens. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, you take 11 points of lightning damage as behind you, something appears out of nowhere. The rest of you see this faintly pulsing uh, sort of almost like a just a glowing ball of bluish white light and it discharges a great arc of electricity into the back of glass. Wasn't Puff Puff supposed to be taking care of glass? Uh, Puff Puff at this point, now that something appears, will take her readied action to bite at it. Uh, There was nothing there at the time. A wisp. (laughs) Oh, and she rolls a one and just sort of she uh, jumps up and bites at it, but her teeth just kind of pass through it harmlessly. Uh, Glaz, your turn. Um, 
I, I look. So I, Glaz mentally was thinking, get the light to the shadow because he's afraid that he was afraid that that owl bear was going to come back to life. But he just got shocked yeah. by this thing from behind him. He's still yes. channeling on the owl bear. His which actually I need to roll to see if I actually held it. Stand by. Uh, I mean the the owl bear died, so the spell ended. Okay, that, that it, he was yeah. So anyway, um, he whips. I guess he whips around. Um, what do I see here? Do I see anything behind me? Yeah, you see, you see this, you see this little glowing ball of light that ball just light. Uh, it's kind of crackling with electricity. Um, and I use that second level spell, and so I have that. Um, so just almost out of reaction, he's going to spin around and throw his hand to the ground and try to cast Chill Touch on this okay. uh, ball of energy. Um, All right. Unfortunately, the uh, the lay energies are still pulsing chaotically through your being, so you need to make your concentration save first. Yep. Okay. Uh, const- uh, concentration save. On a 13. Oh, good. That's 20. Nice. Sorry, dirty 20. Nice. Uh, you're good. That's not actually. Uh, it took my plus four for my spell modifier, so it actually is. Should you're fine. Plus yeah, three, it's thir- thirteen on the die. You're still good. Yep. Yep. And you may cast. I am going to try to cast my chill touch on this thing uh, for a dirty twenty. Nice. Yeah, you and got him. That, Give me some necrotic damage. That is a d eight for six necrotic damage. All right. So the uh, the spectral vision of your hand rises up out of the ground and grasps a hold of it. Uh, and it sort of flickers a little bit in that pain, and you hear this sort of wispy, it takes damage, but it doesn't seem to take as as much as you would expect. (laughs) It appears to be resistant. It appears to be resistant to necrotic damage, so it takes three. Uh, Glaz, that was you. Kane, your turn. Um, Okay. Can I see where this thing is? Oh yeah, yeah, it's perfectly visible now. It is. It dropped its invisibility when it attacked. I'm going to I really wish Carrie hadn't put that potion away now. Um, <laughs> I'm, and it looks like crackling with electricity. I'm. Oh yeah, there's occasionally a little spark that jumps off. In of which it. case, I'm going to drop my very metal sword uh, to the floor because I right. drop both my weapons and pick up my bow. You know, sc- uh, scoop up your bow. Yeah. No problem. Yep. And then I'd like to shoot him. One shot. Yeah. Uh, for a. Oh, no, that's for one. This one here. For a. Oh, God, that was a 14 and it hit the edge and rolled back. Uh, I get. Yeah, no good. No good. I've got Bless still on me. Will it. I don't know. If, uh, uh, yeah, that's for attack rolls. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If it's he, plus four for. Uh, 11. 11 won't do it, unfortunately. So it just sort of, like, drifts out of the way and the arrow whistles off into the darkness. Uh, Riodan, your turn, sir. All right, then. Uh, can I see what's attacking Glass? Absolutely. Yeah, everyone can see it. Yeah, this this pulsing orb of bluish white light. I don't like uh, it. About the size of a grapefruit or so. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I'm going to attack the grapefruit uh, with my <laughs> <Yes>. tentacles. <laughs> and, uh, Get him. Not a sentence I say every day. Uh, let's see. Tentacle number one is a 22. Tentacle number two it's... is a 13. 
All right, so the second tentacle unfortunately misses, but the first two strike true. All righty then. Give me some tentacle damage. Uh, seven points of damage total towards the thing. Yeah. All right, and this is from a magical source, so it takes all seven of that and and sort of hisses in rage and pain. Go away. Cloak. Cloak, your turn. Uh, once again, as a bonus action. Uh, planar Warrior. Planar Warrior. Uh, with, now he sees, like, different energies whirling around, and he, uh, he, and he sees, like, with inside the ball of light, like, a little, uh, uh, speck. And, uh, he knows he needs to aim for that little speck. And, uh, let us give a roll here. No, that's the wrong one. Always lose it. Uh, here we go. A 21. That will hit. All right, with a, uh, oops, that's a, with the plus four, it's seven. And here's the D6 added to that. Uh, nine damage. Nine. How? All right. The force damage, and I believe your entire attack ignores damage resistance, right? Yes. All right. So your blade uh, bites into that core at the center of this thing, and uh, despite its incorporeal nature, drawing on the energies of the both the portal that you uh, cast the dragon back through and whatever remains of the portal or road's entrance at your back, you channel it through your blade and strike into the essence of its being, and it can't shrug off any of your damage. Uh, it begins to sort of flicker and kind of... Uh, goes from that bluish white to a deep red and and is just sort of uh pulsing almost spasmodically uh kari your turn i am muted i am going to uh reach into myself and pull out my claws of darkness and attempt to attack it nice get him inky black tendrils of uh 10 does not hit i'm assuming I mean, you have a bonus on that attack, don't you? Uh, or no? You all blessed? No. Yeah, I rolled my plus you, a ten you just total. Make a, yeah, gotcha. uh, D twenty was nine. You, you just make a melee. Okay. All right. Uh, so the darkness, uh, sort of pouring from that little black pearl. Oh, I know it's thirteen in total. Yeah, waves over bonus. her. Yeah, yep. waves over her hands and stretches out into these long, distended claws that slash up to I think ten feet away, right? Yep, ten feet and away. So from uh, from the safety of back where she is, she lashes out with these shadowy claws. But the thing is fast and weaves this way and that and just sort of dodges between all of the talons. Uh, the wisp, oof. The wisp is going to turn invisible. Its light vanishes. Woof. And you can hear like that faint sort of buzzing sound that it makes begin to grow fainter as it drifts away and darts off toward the darkness. Glass. Uh, Glass is going to reach down towards the ground, and instead of shooting energy into it, he starts drawing it into himself and use his the ley line energy to charge his inhuman vigor. And I am going to roll a hit die because there you go, spend a hit die. Yep, uh, and uh, d six plus three get back eight hit points. Okay. Uh, 
All right, the rest of you watch as the burns on the back of Glaz's neck where the wisp uh, electrocuted him. You can see the flesh sort of bubble and pop and the outer edges of it just kind of slough off and there is whole undamaged skin underneath. And uh, he just gets a, a wave of uh, renewed vigor and takes a, a deep breath. Just kind of, <sighs> oh, that's his... Kane, your turn. Smarted. Got anything? Uh, I, I, I literally, I'm going to have to just shoot him again. Uh, and... That's where it's gone invisible, isn't it? Fuck. It has indeed gone invisible, but it hasn't uh, actually hidden, so you can sort of hear it off that strange buzzing, so you could make an attack with disadvantage. I will do just that. What's the worst that could happen? Yes. Uh, Oh, that's an 11 plus 2. I'll increase by increments of 1 each time. Total of 13. All right, your arrow wisps off into the darkness. And you hear it thunk into something wood out of your vision. Um, Riodan, got anything? Uh, oh, no, I am I'm muted. Um, I've still got a... Who looks the most wounded out of my allies right now? Ooh, uh... I feel great. I think, I think um, Kane. I'm, Kane I'm in double, double digits after mine, so... Okay. If, if Kane's looking bad... Yeah, no, I'm not. No, you're not. Yeah, Kane's, Kane's pretty jacked up. He is bleeding profusely. Okay, uh, I will use my one of my second level spell slots to go up to Kane and cast a Cure Wounds on him. As we've got like, we've got each other's backs in this one. Uh, so seven. That's shit. Eight. Eight. But <laughs> oh, there you go. All right, Kane. Uh, some of your blood begins to run, sort of in reverse, back up your arm into the wounds, and you feel the pain begin to to lessen, and the flesh knits back together. Like he just uh, lets out a grunt of thanks. All right. Cool. Uh, Cloak, you're up. Um, so, with trying to listen to where this thing is, uh, he's going mm -hmm. to uh, strike out at it, uh, trying to get away. Um, and he's going to... So it's a good ways away at this point. Uh, it flew pretty quickly. Oh, okay. And it's out of the glade and into the, uh, the edge of the forest. Um, so... You think hitting it with your sword may not be in the cards. Okay, no, never mind. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Um, what I'm going to do is like, turn the card and it's like... You could draw your bow and fire it if you want. I do not have a bow. I have a dagger that I could throw. Oh. But um, I don't know if I could throw it in that distance. Uh, you can. Probably. Well, uh, I think a dagger's max range is 60. Is it 60? Um, okay. I think so. Uh, so what he would do then uh, is kind of do the planner warrior thing and then uh, yep. like kind of like sense the energies that are within it and then go oh, fucking bah! and then uh, throw it at disadvantage you said at disadvantage yes. all right um, so let's For several reasons oh no that's the damage here we go Hoop. And, uh, so let me 11 plus the 1d4 from my bless, a 15. 
15. So Cloak whips out his dagger, tosses it up and catches it by the blade. And as the blade spins in the air, it again shimmers with that crackling blue force. And he launches it off into the darkness. And uh, you hear it just sail through and then chuff into the turf. Nothing? Okay. Nothing. Damn it. Well. Kari. Uh, we can't see it anymore, right? You cannot see it. You can kind of hear it, but you can't see it. I am going to use my nat 20 and shoot at it. All right. Well, that will do. Uh, so you draw back your bow, and again, that uh, that strange, almost armored, ghostly form appears over your own arm, and uh, the dwarf whisper in your ear, Karshav! And you loose your arrow. Is, t- is it times two, or is it... And another, okay, another yeah. D6. Sorry, I was... <laughs> yeah, double, yes! double dice. Oh, no! <laughs> so for some reason that didn't uh so it doesn't double the bonuses it is just the, the uh, dice, just so. the arrow the the, the yeah. damage die but that's still that's still quite plenty the arrow sails through the air leaving this purple sort of streak of light behind it from the glowing tip strikes into something solid and you hear a terrible like hollow scream <laughs> and there's a poof of light and your arrow just kind of drops to the ground and that buzzing sound at the edge of your uh, your hearing vanishes. All right, the uh, the forest goes quiet in the wake of the battle, minus your own uh, panting grunts of exertion and uh, and winces and sharp breaths of pain from those of you who've been quite brutally mauled by this creature. Cain like hacks up a bloody cough. And, uh, what the hell was that? Proceeds to. Lick himself clean. <laughs> uh, well, plain rude. Um. Uh, right, hold on. I, yeah, you see Cloak holding an uh, empty vial, and he's like, first things first, put that in there. With what? Put that, put that shadow thing in here. And then yeah, I'm no, it, 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 it goes in the bag. In the bag. No, no, don't put, no, no. No, put it in here. We're stealing it. Uh, because we don't want this to leak out anymore. Because I don't think the bag's gonna, you know, prevent it from leaking out everywhere. Because I don't know if you noticed this. Shit's really fucked up here. I don't know if you noticed it. I just shot an invisible thing out of midair. Kari says a bit chagrined. (laughs) Um... It was very nice. It was very nice. But but, but let's let's, let's think through, through what could have happened here. He was charging here on his shadow bar. The pearl falls out of his little bag, and it unleashes this. You put the pearl back in the bag, pearl in the bag, close the bag, maybe it solves it. A vial does not hold, does not make shadow go away. Or we put it in the light. The light makes the shadow go away. Well, let's test it. Hold on, and then I, with the, the bead or pearl in the thing, I shut it, and then see if it leaks out. All right, so you uh, you stopper it tightly, and in short order, the vial fills with pure inky black, and that's it. Okay, so not leaking. Go. Apparently, that works too. Good. Feels high. Uh, um, I did not think shadow magic was as simple as plumbing. <laughs> 
Plumbing is uh, not very easy. If depends on what it's doing. Like to work it out. I mean, you'd be surprised how magic is like kind of in tune with you know everything that we have in everyday life. That's how we're able to use it. You use magic. You should know this. So, Glad still is interested about the shadows on the bear, and he's going to walk over with sure. the the heart of fire to try to, if there's any shadows still like clinging to this bear corpse, the owl bear corpse, he's going to go over and sort of see if this will cleanse it. Okay, uh, so after you put the pearl into the, the stoppered vial, uh, the the shadow that's sort of pouring out everywhere, it... <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> nice. <Trevor>. <laughs> <laughs> uh After you... Uh, the, the shadow sort of stops pouring out all over the place and it begins to dissipate. So the, the wisps that were sort of wrapping around the, uh, the owlbear have kind of faded away. Uh, when you bring the light over and kind of hold it up next to the owlbear's corpse, um, nothing in particular happens. Well, that is good. Once the pearl is contained, it looks like the shadows go away. You don't need to dispel them. That's, that's good. So it would seem. All right, so, so let's... So Cloak, does... Uh, what do you know about owl bear parts? I bet they're kind of <laughs> rare. What do uh, I know about owl bear parts? Possibly for spell components, like owl bear feathers or teeth or claws or. That's possible. You know, uh, uh, some spells could use feathers, uh, and owl bears certainly have them. Uh, bits of fur are also useful in in some spells. Um, owl bear claws. It's possible someone might be interested in uh, in those as maybe a trophy or, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, but not anything up from my up at uh, po you know, with, up where I was going for ingredients for potions and stuff up in the swamp. Glass wouldn't have any knowledge of. Uh, okay, just checking. No, nothing that you know of. No. Yep. Can I roll nature to see if that, if anything would be valuable on an owlbear? Oh, like I said, you know, maybe the pelt, maybe the claws. Um, as far as magically potent or useful for spell casting, not beyond, you know, you may need a feather to cast something like feather um, that sort of deal. They had kind of flirted with the idea of the Shadowar riding through here and potentially the pearl falling out and all that. Can I kind of, like, take a look around and see if that story is true? Like, how did this end up here? I, 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 I have a really weird feeling like this isn't something nefarious that was planned. I'm starting to get like a planted here kind of feel. Check stuff out. So, uh, th that's not really the sort of thing. Can I check for like tracks of the, um, you can't the, the shadow? Maybe? You, you, you certainly could. Uh, you certainly could. And, uh, you could make a uh, wisdom perception or survival check to try and find the tracks. Uh, it won't tell you a huge amount about the pearl and the like. It's possible that one of the rangers might be able to Aragorn it and figure out a little bit more, since they are so at home in the forests. Alright, 16, you are very easily able to find the trail, uh, which actually begins sort of... Um, the trail appears out of nowhere uh, in the kind of like the center of the glade. And uh, you notice that there are other tracks as well, uh, smaller hoofed tracks, cloven, you suspect the Alcide. Uh, and then the tracks all run off toward the direction that you originally encountered them. Like, would this be the beginning of a shadow road here? You... 
uh, or the or the exit of one, or something along those lines. Yeah, possible. Is it so? Kane, do you share this with everyone? Yeah, I, I I would be muttering out as I'm kind of walking along the trail. Look, I don't the shadow bar. It came out of here, out of nowhere. This could be the end of a shadow road. Looks at you and says, "Maybe She kind of looks out to where she had last seen uh, the names of the people who I had written down. Kalis and... Kalis and Fulgin. There we go. Yeah, got it right there. Kalis and Fulgin. Uh, uh, Kalis, at-, at this point, you can hear her sort of approaching from the uh, the path that you guys took. Fulgain is well far away, unless he's kind of rode after you at this point. Um, I guess run, he doesn't ride. Um, so uh, she sort of approaches cautiously, and she calls out in common, Are you all alive? We did it. Much to your chagrin, I'm sure. Oh, no. Quite on the contrary. If you've succeeded, then I will be pleased. We have. Good. She sort of uh, carefully comes through the uh, the the curtain of I'm putting the, the, the vial away. Hmm. Okay. Uh, at this point, Cloak, it is freezing cold, and you can see frost beginning to kind of grow on the outside, ice crystals spreading like feathery fans on the outside okay. of the glass. Uh, are, is this the ice cold bag? This is the, the vial oh, that okay. he put the pearl in. Okay, I was going to say, because the memory vial is mine, and Kari, you will have a hard time getting Kari split. Yep. But anything else, you guys go nuts, though. That's fine. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking we, we found the problem, we got rid of it, and uh, this should uh, clear up anything that's wrong with the forest. Good, we should return to full game and report your success. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to get home, too. I mean, sure. Of course. She turns and starts leading the way back, uh, the way you came. Kari imagines shooting her in the back many times. <laughs> uh, Josh, what do you got? Can I insight check? Have, have any of us actually insight check? Sure. Not yet. What, what are you I already about? know she wants to kill me. So... It, are you just trying to uh, to read her kind of mood, no, or... Now we've done what what they asked. Now they've had their use of carry. Do they intend to let us go peacefully? Oh, sure. Uh, go ahead and make a wisdom insight check. And that's an eighteen. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, you get the feeling that she is uh, content at the moment. And you don't get any feeling of duplicity or deceit off of her. Uh, nor does she seem to bear you any active ill will. She seems kind of disdainful of you, but she's sort of covering that with a polite veneer. Okay. In which case, Kang can, can will just keep an eye on her, but sure. um, he will turn around and uh, look at Carrie and gesture like, for a drink 
and your bag because you were in the process of giving him something and then yeah hmm. no no that was because we were all about to die I'm keeping that um fight a human or something uh, I would I would look at Glaz and be like let me get back to town and be like tugging on his like uh his like robe and be like I have so many things to tell you right that's crazy okay what, what, what crazy things have you got to go to? All right, uh, you guys follow. You follow Kalis uh, along the trail, and you return to the little grove where the Shadhavar is sort of prancing nervously and sort of fretting and tossing its head. And it would be, you know, throwing a mane around if it actually had a mane, which it really doesn't. It's just sort of charcoal almost black leathery skin pulled tight over bones and muscles and no no longer hair I really want this uh and you <laughs> I really just want this fucking horse you... somebody tame this horse to me it's uh... so much gold so as you as you approach it begins to walk over toward Kari and uh and you after a moment of it appearing like the uh, the grove is empty except for the Shadhavar and the Shadowfay corpse, you see the Alcide sort of reappear by stepping out of the uh, the brush at the sides of it. And uh, uh, can I Kalis says in Sylvan, which oh sorry what uh, before they approach us, can I cast like as stealthily as possible uh, speak with animals? Uh, you're pretty sure that won't help with the Shadhavar, if that's your okay. plan. It yes. is not a beast. Oh, it's not a beast, boo. No. No, no, no. Okay, X that then. Pretty Shadhavar. Right. Uh, so Kalis says in Sylvan, which, you know, a couple of you can understand. Uh, Kane, you can still understand her. Yeah, I... I uh, she says... She says, it is done. They have performed as you asked. They killed a corrupted owlbear. They slew one of the unquiet spirits that feeds on anguish. And they seem to have removed the creeping shadows. The, uh, the sort of, uh, the fellow in charge with the much larger antler rack sort of nods his head and looks over at you and, uh, and, and says, This is pleasing. I enjoy that we have had this chance meeting, and I apologize for our earlier manner. I hope you can understand our caution. Oh, no, I understand. We're, we're in your territory and stuff like that. And I'm talking in common back to him as he's talking in Sylvan to me, I imagine. Um, uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, it was, it was um, uh, really nice meeting you. And he, like, holds out his hand. So he uh, he comes forward and he offers his hand to you and clasps yours. Yeah, and then uh, probably do the like her Herculean handshake. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Clash and then forearms, sure. Uh, and then he's like, "Well, I, I hope we get to meet again in the future." He uh, he pauses for a moment and says, "Perhaps we will. I shall see to it that my kinsmen know of you, and they shan't kill you on sight." And he manages just a tiny bit of a smile. Uh, at this point, you hear some sort of rustling in the brush. And uh, Paula Everforge, who was with you originally, if you recall, mm -hmm. uh, sort of steps out near one of the Alcide. And, uh, and he looks over his shoulder and says, We ensured that your friend neither wandered off in the dark, nor 
was harmed by anything that should come upon her. Well, you may leave now, uh, as friends. I very much appreciate that. And, uh, uh, yeah, I hope next time I'm not full of your arrows, so see you guys later. <laughs> so uh, he nods once, and they all just sort of walk back into the forest and melt into the underbrush. And I turn to everyone and thought, let's get the fuck out of here now. <laughs> These guys are fucking crazy. That's coming from me. I hang out. Oh yeah, one one Wait, slight retcon. Sorry, Wait, when you were. Did they guarantee us safe passage? As in, they were gonna like safely pass no, us. Through? No, so no, we're gonna kill safe, us. Like, <laughs> yeah, safe passage oh, means they weren't going them. to chase us the fuck out of here. They also did say that they would tell their kin that uh, we were coming. So if there are any more of them out there, yes. we're not going to be shot as we venture through the. Right. How how long? And, and one thing I will note back. Hang on, back in the uh, back in the glade, I said you could see Alcide tracks along with the Shadhavar. I apologize, that was a brain fart. They never ever leave any tracks at all, so oh. there was just the Shadhavar. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So how far? How long? What was that? How far away are we from town currently? Uh, still a still a solid several hours travel. You'll probably get another one hour or so in before you'll really want to stop for the night. Uh, you could push through and force march, but you'll risk exhaustion. Um, so that's just run a set up camp here? Yeah. Hmm. yeah I do. I'm uh, close to death. Uh, I, I mean... <laughs> um, I, I, I think we're pretty good. Um, I haven't picked my third ranger spell yet, and I'm curious on what I want it to be. Because I don't want to make it a basic spell where it's like Hunter's Mark or something like that. I want to do something new. Um, and it might be... Uh, while you guys take your long rest, uh, you guys, uh, so are you going to like hang out next to this corpse? Are you going to do anything about the, the dead Shadow Fae? Uh, I will bury it if I... We, we don't have any tools to bury it with. We don't have shovels or... I mean, somebody might. You guys tell me. You guys? Oh, I, look like yes. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I, know, I got a lot of stuff, but... I, I, do, I do, and the reason I do is because I've had to bury bodies before. I'm about, you actually I'm about have a nice. shovel on you? Yeah. Sweet, let's All fucking right. get digging. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kane, you're a soldier too, right? Yeah, it's, it's more... I've... If anyone asks, I yeah, maybe I'll use that. I am genuinely blown as... away by the fact that you have a fucking shovel on you. I've, like, like he goes, shovel, he's a soldier ranger. He goes nowhere without yeah, an entrenching sh tool. Shovel, all right. crowbar, <laughs> like I picked up like been in a while. Like I picked up on all the cool little things you need. Righto. All right. So you guys uh, can take your long rest. As part of that, you can bury the corpse, so it's not going to be attracting anything nasty right there. Um, and there is some fresh water nearby. Uh, so this is a very comfortable place to stay, and you know at least that anyone that's hostile is probably going to have to deal with the Alcide out there before they deal with you. So that can actually, as it turns out, uh, sort of help leave you with a more comfortable feeling as you settle in for your rest. So you guys go ahead and handle your long rest. Um, go ahead and pick your new spell known, uh, Loke. I'm going to step away for a moment while you guys oh, do that. I'll be right man. back. That, that heal uh, is nice. I don't know what spell I want to take. What you thinking? Um, there's one called Zephyr Strike, but it doesn't, it, it kind of gets in the way of my other ability that I just got. Um, Zephyr Strike is I pretty I was thinking cool, Alarm. 
it is that it it's a, it's a bonus action, and I would rather use my planner warrior than Zephyr Strike. Um, if it if it was an action, I I would totally use that hand in hand because the uh, uh, bringing the two force damages together. But um, there is just uh, and I, I'm looking at what other ones that we could possibly use, like detect magic. Um, I'm looking at Beast Bond. Let me see Beast Bond. Logistics all squared away? No, I'll figure it out. I will, uh... Oh. <laughs> okay. You're, you're picking another first level spell, right? Yeah. Uh, I got a, I got a, another one uh, for leveling up, and I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to do. Oh, I know what I'm taking. I'm going to take Absorb Elements. Absorb nice. Brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Because I can. So essentially, if someone shoots lightning at me, I can like absorb that lightning, and then with the yep. planner warrior, be like force and lightning damage, and call it thunder strike and do a cool move. Yeah, did it. Yes. Yes, you can indeed. It's not even your final. Very true. Very true. No, it's not my final form. <laughs> right. 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 Okay, so uh, the night passes uneventfully. Uh, you still set up and keep watches. Uh, Paula insists on helping stand at least one of the watches. Uh, so she she pulls her fair share. Uh, she also helps make and break camp. Um, and uh, so basically makes herself useful around camp. She's not going to sit around and freeload uh, on you folks who rescued her. <clears throat> So when the morning dawns, uh, again, you're in the dense Margrave, so the, the sun's light really doesn't manage to filter all the way down to you very strongly. There is the occasional shaft of sunlight that pierces through the canopy, but for the most part, you're in dim light. You, uh, you wake, you breakfast, and you see yourselves uh, ready to, to make the last... Long rest. So it's oh no, there's, you don't need to roll hit dice. You recover all of your hit points. No, I mean like because points. I leveled... Oh, you can do that. Have you not done oh, that yeah, yet? That was the one thing we. Could oh yeah, do. totally. Oh, we yeah, did yeah, that last time. If you haven't gotten your hit, oh, I if did. you haven't gotten your hit points for level three, totally do that. I did that. Okay, so the way I'm the the way I'm doing hit points. If you guys opt to roll, ones don't exist. Please roll again. Oh, thank you. What a merciful great god. <laughs> Are you serious? Keep Why? Ones don't exist. Please roll again. Try it again. Okay. There you go. Fine. There we go. Thank there you. you. Go. Oh, God. Uh, and for anyone watching or curious, the reason I do that is because if you can roll a one on the die, then the average you get is actually lower than the static value you can choose to take at level up. And that sits ill with me. So I just knock one off the dice. So the range is two. To the max result, which gives you the same as the uh, the static value you can pick. Kari is I don't want it to be a suboptimal choice if you want to roll. I know, I know that when we hit level four, I'm going to take the toughness feat to get the additional hit points. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what yeah, I'm uh, planning. Feats, feats are good to go. All right, so uh, if you guys are all set, then you can continue on your way. The remaining few hours left in the Margrave Forest is. 
somewhat tense because you have learned that this place is not to be trifled with and no matter how uh, formidable you feel uh, this place it seems like uh, you're the alien you're the invader and it does not appreciate your presence you get this feeling that the forest wants you to leave throughout this whole time that you've been here and when you finally break out of the tree line into the fields to the uh, to the north of Zobek, you can breathe a sigh of relief, except for Kari, whose uh, eyes slam shut involuntarily as the sunlight stabs at them, and her skin begins to prickle in its burning touch. Why don't you ever buy like tinted sunglasses? Because you're always walking around. What are sunglasses? Well, tinted. I asked Dan about sunglasses. You fucking jerk. What are sunglasses? I meant tinted glasses. Are there tinted glasses? What are no, he said there are not. So uh, there are not. I mean, I mean, you well, can no, you can find like time. tinted mm. glass lenses. Sure, yeah, certainly. I mean, they I won't help sunlight sensitivity, but they exist. <laughs> <laughs> you should invent something to help with seeing in the sunlight. <laughs> in the early morning, you uh, oh, so one thing oh, we do need to keep in mind: uh, the sh- the Shadhavar, exactly, the Shadhavar. What are you guys doing with that when you set out from the forest? Uh, I'll ride it if it lets me. Uh, so if you when you approach it when you approach it carefully, it allows you to set up in the saddle and mount. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing in animal handling. Okay. But I'm a ride. Walking is for chumps. <laughs> no problem. So you can totally ride it. Uh, so you pass through uh, the forest, and, and when you arrive at Zobek in mid-morning, uh, the Shadhavar seems um, uncomfortable in the sunlight, but doesn't seem to be suffering for it. Uh, it just uh, prefers the gloom. As you approach, you can see the roads up ahead, and there are uh, travelers, uh, merchants coming from afar to go and uh, sell their wares in Zobek or to conduct business. And uh, you get a few uh, sort of nervous looks as you're riding this seemingly undead unicorn. Uh, <laughs> toward the road. After the first uh, the first group sort of passes by, the Shadhavar. Uh, tosses its head, lets out this sort of uh, piping wail through its horn, and then there's a ripple around it. And in a second, its form is replaced by that of a black stallion with no horn. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so cool! Fuck oh, yeah. That's so cool! Car- yeah. Kari I'm sure, I'm sure Glass and- happened. It's totally chill. Hold on, hold on. I missed Glass and Cloak so are like- jealous. I, I missed I missed that what happened. Uh, the, basically uh, I have another Shadhavar Morty in this campaign. <laughs> the the Morty sh- the second uh, Kane, the, sh- the horse is Morty the second. <laughs> the Shadhavar seemed to realize that it and Kari were getting some pretty suspicious looks from people, and so after those travelers passed, it sort of concentrated for a moment and then its form rippled and it now appears as a hornless black stallion uh so at this point you see cloak he has like a notebook out and he's like taking notes and like going to glasses like did you see that man 
it, it is both this and the other, I guess. Or is it an illusion? Do you think it's an illusion, or did it Polly? Darling, you look I think it's a, I, th- oh, I think it's an illusion, completely. Well, uh, Glass goes up to, to try to get in front of it, see if, if he passes his hand, whether he bumps the horn, to see if it's with an illusion or not. Just so, like, with, with like, a disguised self, how if you make yourself look taller or smaller, how you can still bump into someone? Sure. Um, why don't you go ahead and... and um... Go ahead and make me an investigation okay, okay. check. Ooh, this is something Glass actually knows how to do. Twenty-one. All right. Uh, so yeah, you do manage to uh, reach out and touch the horn before it sort of shies away from you, and realize that yes, tactically it hasn't changed at all. It's, it's just illusion. covered by an illusion. Isn't that neat? It has a oh, that's right, right that indoor book. That's really good. And he's like walking. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm writing it down right now. And he's like. Uh, getting in there, he's like, oh, da, 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 da. Cloak notes. All right. So over the course of the uh, the last few hours of travel and the the time you spent after your long rest, Kari, particularly you, after you only had to reverie for four hours of the uh, the eight that everyone else had to spend uh, sequestered in your camp, did you ever want to take a look at that parchment you found? Yes. Okay, so you break it out, and it is a strange bone-white parchment. It is an envelope, and it is closed and sealed with black wax with a sort of silver device on it on one side and two, like, black ribbons peeking out from under the seal. On the front, there is script in a very uh, precise, almost spidery, flowing black ink. Like from... Like from the, what are they called? The I know this. Oh, fuck. They're like witches. There's three the of them. Fates. Oh, the are you thinking it's from the the what are the the gray yes, the, fates. the gray ladies? Yes. The gray yes. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, maybe you're not sure. Uh, but uh, you looking at the script, it is indeed umbral, and so you can read it no problem. I do read it. And I... It is addressed to His Excellency Ambassador Glenanin Thelamandrine. And then below that is an address. It you says gonna have Winter's to spell Kiss. That? <laughs> I'll type it for you. Okay, thank uh, you. Winter's it, Kiss. Below that it? it says Win- Winter's Kiss Zobek. Winter's Kiss, as in like. So, uh, hmm. Capital W, capital K. Ben's got it spelled for you in chat. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. You're, you're the to best. To the Collegium <laughs> District. I have an, a premonition. Right. Uh, uh, isn't isn't so... like the court of my people like the sun, or no, the winter and spring? No, that's moon and stars. Never mind. Never mind. Right. Uh, so you know that the the shadow court is sometimes also called the winter court, and there's the winter yeah! palace. That is. So this place is called Winter's Kiss. Uh, so any of you who have spent a significant amount of time in Zobek, uh, which at this point, uh, at this point, we'll say uh, Kane, Kari, and Cloak. 
can roll it. I think Glaz and Riodan have been particularly um, occupied with the amount with during the time that they have spent in Zobek. The rest of you have been uh, getting around a little bit more and moving in circles where you might have heard this. Why don't you three make me an intelligence history check to see if you might recognize you anything? Get around more than because I'd like to complain Praise about that. the hunter. Oh, honey, I, I, I get around. <laughs> I said you get around. I said you get around in the right circles. <laughs> Intelligence history, yes. Uh, I, I got a straight up fourteen. Straight up fourteen. I got seven. All right. So with those rolls, only Kari has has heard of Winter's Kiss. You know that it is a place in Zobek, and it is sort of the uh, well. You assume based on the. Um, based on the address of the envelope, that is an embassy. But you don't know uh, anything more than that. The, re- the, uh, the rest of you haven't really heard it. So uh, with that, we will have you uh, returning to your homes in Zobek, and uh, you can take, well, whatever you wish to do now, having, uh, having returned Paula from her captivity and her family's ancient hold of all places. Once you pass through the gate and, uh, and onto the streets, she'll turn to you and, and spread her hands out wide. And she'll say in her sort of sonorous voice, friends, I can't thank you enough. Riodan, please, be- uh, I, I've oh, not forgotten that I owe you as well as the rest of you. Uh, if you wish, give me the armor now and I will, uh, refresh myself at home and I'll begin work immediately. You'll, uh, You'll have your armor complete tomorrow. What about what about this? Uh, and then he holds he he brings out the uh, the dragon one of the dragon scales, and then uh, the teeth. Yep. Uh, and he's like, "What? Well? You wished me to make that a mask, yes? Yes. Very well. Um, if you will give them to me, I shall begin." She kind of looks at the scale and arches her eyebrow. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I, I'm afraid I can't make any promises, but I will. I will. I will bend all of my skill to it. Do you need the blur fire? Uh, she she kind of. It looks like she's about to refuse that immediately, but she catches herself and she says, "Yes, we did discuss using the the heart of flame to fuel some of this work." Glaz, if you would be willing to bring it, uh. We can see if we can uh, channel its flame into my forge temporarily. Yes, I, yes, I know you did not want to keep it there overnight, but I, will, I can bring it from the hedgehog each day, each morning, if you'd like. Yes, yes, Gla- that would be good. Well, after that's done, Glass, um, do you want to bring it to the clergyman? Yes, I was thinking we should uh, take it there, but we will, uh, you know, stay overnight at the uh, hedgehog, because uh, it's what what time of day is it? Oh, it's it's uh, basically early to mid morning at oh, this point. Well, then we have time. We can go. You guys made the most of the journey last night, then camped. And uh, yeah. ooh, I bet the library is open. You can use your pass. <laughs> if you uh, well, so oh, here's the thing: if you want her to use the flame to do this work, you kind of need to take it to her now. Oh, okay, well then we will go, go there start now. Yeah. immediately. Well, let's yeah. go now, and then then All after right. we're done, we can go to the library. Well, I, I will probably go to Hedgehog, but the, uh, if you want to go to the library, but I want to go talk to our friend uh, there at the Collegium uh, who uh, sent us to go get the book. Uh, he might know something about this Heart of Flame and what is the best way to contain it and all of that good things. Uh, Master Diviner uh, Rudwin Whitestone, he might have a uh, 
uh, contact or be able to help us himself. Well, let's uh, let, let's go over and then uh, you and I can have a conversation while everyone probably goes to the fuck house. <laughs> I do not think that he is, seems like someone who would be visiting the, no, the uh, Realden's place. No, he seems no like story. a nice guy. I don't really do don't think that? that that is. No, no, not him. I'm talking about our companions. Well, well of course, Riordan will be at the fuckhouse. That's where he lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, all Riordan the other... is a fuckhouse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So on the docket, we have uh, Paula Everforge finishing Riordan's plate armor, uh, fashioning the flame dragon scale and bear tusks, bear teeth into a, a f- uh, an imposing, frightening mask for Cloak, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, once that work is done, you guys want to take the Heart of Flame to the college to research it or to give it to them? Uh, I think, I'm thinking the idea would be if we're leaving it with her, we go sort of ask about it, not necessarily say that we've got it and are, want to bring it to them because, uh, I mean, Glass, of course, would be like, oh, here you go. But I'm sure that that Cloak would probably stop him before he just started turning things over to the Collegium. I don't think we can leave it with her because I don't think she wants to have it alone with her, uh, as, as she sounded. So, uh, with that cloak, it'd be like, um, we'll, we'll figure something out. Uh, so, but when we get done here, we can bring it over. Can we just pretend it's like a normal torch? Oh no, we gotta hide it. Oh, it's blue. We can't, we can't put it in the room. Oh crap. It is blue. Yeah, it's blue and it uh, produces heat. It's a small flame, and magic is not so uncommon. I think you're making a bigger deal. I mean, it, it is just a torch. Like, you can leave it in your room, like, in a torch sconce. Oh, okay. Or something and not. Yeah. I will just set some magic. Yeah, like, a, a, anywhere, anywhere you would leave, like, a normal torch, See, this thing will be fine. If you want to hide things in class, the best thing to do is hide it in plain sight, because people never work where they're supposed to be. I think that it's just because you are short and you cannot see all the same things that I can see. <laughs> Corey bursts out laughing and has to walk away. <laughs> it's just because you can't see the top. She doesn't so even try to hold back. back. She doesn't even try to hold back. Her contempt of the cloak is just so much where she's just like, yes, a good you one, should, glass. You should, you, should, you should see him, like, squinting and he's like, what's wrong? Oh, was that funny? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, it, it, in addition to all of that, you guys have a sealed letter that's addressed to no, we don't. the ambassador, His Excellent the Ambassador at Winter's Kiss, whatever you would like to do with that. Yeah, you uh, and you also, but I'll remind do, you, you found. Then I have to you give found. Uh, right. You, you, there's, there's a liquid memory. Uh, you also found a, um, if you recall back in the halls of Everforge, when you searched the scholar looking dude. You found a strange little pouch with this, uh, a string, uh, like a little ball of almost like, almost like putty, but had almost like a, a, oh, a I gave sweet that glass, yeah. sort of spicy, spicy smell. Like a... yeah. yeah, yeah, I tasted it. Uh, so you guys still have that, and I think no idea what it is well, at this and, point. Uh, Robes, uh, Laz is going to work at the Hedgehog. He has prestidigitated those robes, those robes clean. But he's going to see if he can barter someone to use, like, a mending spell on them so he can sell them for the, uh, for Oh, easily. Yeah, I figured I mean, the Hedgehog, like for, probably for, just to get rid of Glass, they probably To get someone it. to... 
No, not at all. I mean, they uh, they talk shop there all the time, and you're asking someone to apply their magic. They'll, yeah, easily enough. You can find someone who knows the mending cantrip that will uh, repair the rope from the giant bear claw shreds. Um, ooh, uh, so we have the clay, the letter, the wool, the dragon uh, scale, the pearl, the vial, with pearl in the vial, and the vial of the memories. We have three more scales, so... Uh, I believe oh, I don't thanks, know ben. what we're gonna do with the other ones. Classic short jokes. <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> All right, so uh, so at this point we can kind of go into just a little bit of uh, downtime manipulation. Uh, so Rio Dan, you can go ahead and, and mark down that you have plate armor now <laughs> because it will be finished the next day, and you can retrieve it from from the Everforge Smithy. Um, Glaz, uh, it's going to take her a little bit to figure out how to manipulate this scale, since one, it's not metal, but it has strangely metallic qualities, and she definitely doesn't want to damage or waste it. So she's going to make sure to take her time with it, do it right, and, uh, and bend all of her skill to the task. So that will take probably a few days for her to, to figure out and complete. Um... And then uh, I think when next we convene, we will deal with your research into the Heart of Flame uh, and any of the other bits and bobs you guys want to try and figure out, as well as if you want to do ongoing work cracking the code on that journal that you had transcribed. Uh, Awesome! Dope. So that uh, that is where we will call it for this yes. evening. Well, I also I also want to talk to Glaz about uh, all the cool things that uh, have been going on with him, and uh, also also kind of secretly talking about when no one else is around that he has that stupid frozen file full with the, the shadow pearl in it uh, and figure out how they want to study that. Nice. Nice. Good job. Sure. Um, and that is a wrap cool. for tonight's session, my friends. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, let us know there in the chat. Um, and uh, be sure to hit the follow button. You uh, haven't yet checked out Cobalt Press and haven't checked out the Midgard campaign, well, perhaps we've convinced you here tonight. Uh, check it out at coboldpress.com. You can get all the Midgard DD books and materials and PDF and, of course, in print edition over there. Man, that was, uh, that was a good one. Let's, uh, let's get around a custom crew. Did we enjoy ourselves? And, of course, where can we find you? People online. Dan, fantastic job tonight, as always. Uh, how was that? Thank you very much. Yeah, I had a great time. Uh, you guys are super fun to, to run D&D for, and I'm digging every second of it. So I thought it was cool running around in a creepy, spooky forest at night where the Shadow Realm had started to encroach uh, because of whatever this fellow, this courier, this uh, this messenger, what it, whatever his deal was, he ran afoul of the Alcide. Uh, and we'll see what, uh, what comes from that later. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, also, uh, McLogan, same question. Uh, I had a great time tonight. I thought it was uh, fantastic. There was uh, um, some good roleplay. Uh, Cloak got to uh, get into a situation where he, he didn't have to lie to anyone about what they were saying. Because it was kind of straightforward and there's nothing to lie about. Like, oh, there's a secret treasure. Where he'd be like, there's no treasure. And then uh, everyone believes him and he goes get the treasure. Um, but like, uh, I, I had a, I had a blast tonight and then, uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to see where Glaz and Cloak go for the, the four or five days they have been, uh, trying to get like stuff like built together and, 
uh, studying and all that kind of stuff. So the the in, the nerdy shenanigans begin over there, and then whatever shenanigans everyone else gets up to in that amount of days. So, um, but yeah, you guys can catch me uh, on my uh, Twitch or not my Twitch, my Twitter uh, at McLoken. Um, I also run a show tomorrow night uh, around 7 p.m. Central Time. We're uh, called Chosen. There's a D&D 5e campaign uh, that's going to be on uh, Mixer.com slash uh, StoryQuest. Uh, so come by and check it out where uh, I uh, do a bunch of... An airship is crashing right now in the story. So we'll see we'll see where that lands up. Skill check. <laughs> awesome. Great stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tia, Lorelani. Just today, over a thousand. Over a thousand, I saw. (laughs) Morally gray. There must, there must always be. I'm already very Uh, great stuff. And tool school. Uh, yeah, no, I had a blast. Glass is just like an old friend. I go and play around with him, uh, being silly, and then get to cool do cool, uh, wizardry things with the uh, with his geomancy. So uh, I got my first backlash, so that was kind of cool. And uh, yeah, no, looking forward to uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to all the nerdy and geeky shenanigans of us decoding things and all that good kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me all over the internet as Tall Squall, um, and on Friday night and Saturday morning on my channel first, and then on Scraticus's channel on early Saturday morning, you can see me running our new module uh, called Clearing the Midnight Wheel, which me and Bird vs. Plane have put together uh, with our new little publishing thing that we're doing called uh, Bird in the Storm. And uh, if you want to tune in and check it out, uh, check the, keep your eyes out on my Twitter for more details. And uh, see you there. So you found me over here on the counter roleplay on the big guy. Great stuff. And last but not least, Josh. I am salty that I didn't have the horse. I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely upset. <laughs> it's the coolest fucking horse ever. Uh, <laughs> my name is Josh. I am absolutely lost my life. Here on the platform, where you are doing things just before the world trip runners on Long March, which I see some finales in Twitter, so I'm super excited about that. Other than that, um, find me, yeah, around the platform. Great stuff. I will point out, by the way, you may not have gotten a super cool Shadow Horse, but. There is crazy crap going on with Kane that you guys haven't yeah, know, really yeah, even yeah. started like, investigating I yet. I have so no I'll just, idea. I'll just throw I that have out no there. Idea. You can understand. I'm like, okay, I can't. Like, I. Fair enough. He, 
He's never told us that he can't understand it or he understands anything. He just kind of is like in the background, like, and we d- we don't know. Yep. Here's the thing with Don Dillon's, yep. uh, you know, writing the story is that you know there's motivations behind everything. You just have to wait and find out after the initial trailers. So you know, we released this trailer well, like yeah, ten yeah. weeks ago. It's gonna come out any any moment now. Uh, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Got Take off that Marty Gray lens and really take a look at it. But my friends, uh, it is uh, the end of tonight's stream inside show. I hope you guys really enjoyed yourselves tonight. I know I had a great time. Uh, you'll join me again tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern for Call cool, Looking for New Doors to Darkness. We're getting really close to the that campaign and boys are getting intense. Uh, and then, of course, we have Wham stream uh, with Jim Davis and Brett from WebDM joining us. And then, last but not least, we have Star Wars Rise of the Dark Side. This is the penultimate week of this season. Uh, I'll be kind of roleplay next week is the finale week. We'll take a couple of weeks off. Uh, World True Buns is a little different on the schedule, but the other shows, that's true. Uh, but until next time, try not to roll too many that ones because we want to be a laughing when you do. Good night, everyone.